You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his penis. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> So, um, uh, oh, is this? Are we intro? I don't hey. know. <laughs> did, did hey, it, hey, hello. Are we? Is this? Because we're recording. Yeah. Um. <laughs> did 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 everybody get what they Yo, wanted? Son. Um. What the what the blood seed has I, happened on this Sunday evening for killing Eve? What? I. What? Oh what? Oh what? And you know what's so ridiculous about this fucking finale? What's ridiculous is I accurately predicted like ninety seven point two percent of what uh, I watched. Yeah. And if I'm if I'm fair with myself, I'll give myself that ninety nine point eight percentile because I did predict the shooting. I just didn't want it. Is what it was. So I put it off on the side of life. But it looks like the BBC had other plans for my predictions and for our ladies in general. It felt, uh, I don't know if you know the disco classic, uh, MacArthur Park. What was that? Is it Donna Summer? Um, but I'm looking at these terrible lyrics and they seem to definitely be emulating all of these feels. Uh, MacArthur Park is melting in the dark. All the sweet green icing flowing down. Someone left the cake out in the rain. Mm. I don't think that I can take it because it took so long <laughs> to bake it. And I'll never have that recipe again. Oh, no. You know what is actually poignant about what you just said, which is disco, because you mentioned Donna Summer and Donna Summer is from the disco era. And disco is like it has this wonderful, special place in like the life and history of America of a great melding of two things in the 70s you know depression yes ridiculousness oppression but then also hedonism expressing yourself yes running out of fucks to give doing what you got to do to make it through and um that is the whole vibe we have going on right now i think for this fucking podcast we got the disco vibe where we're in glitter and gold and we're mostly having a good time but maybe behind the veneer <laughs> <laughs> we're crying we're screaming we're dying a little bit maybe a lot of it a lot of it. A lot yeah. of it. Mm. I will say that it is a blessing that AMC, we had the premiere package because I already know that if I had to try and talk about this episode immediately after watching it the first time, it would have been what it was in my in my apartment. And when I was watching it again with my friend, just silence, pondering, shock. Yeah. Pain, cuddles with the animals, with the furries, because I needed to feel good. I needed to... <laughs> Right, I need like, like it's like uh, the therapy dogs where they're just like here, pet that it'll make you feel better. That's that's where I was. That's where my mindset was. Where I was, I was blown, and I wasn't blown because I didn't see it coming. It's because I was in such a state of dread for the whole last ten minutes, where I was like, okay, what scene are we at? How much time is left? Mm, right, so it's all going down in the ruins. It's all happen. going down in the yeah. ruins, bitch. It's all going down the ruins. How prepare yourself for annihilation? And I was, I was properly and fully annihilated. Full props up to those fucking amazing bitches who head up this show 
that would be Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer because they did deliver quite a show for this finale. But uh, at what at what cost? Yes, at what cost? <laughs> at what fucking cost? But before we get into how ridiculous and amazing, but ridiculous and painful, but also what of this episode? Uh, are we going to watch it again? Uh, we got this bottle of whiskey here, so. All right, got so. Got this bourbon. Uh, the bottle yeah. of whiskey will be watching the episode one more time. Uh, it, it won't stay full. It'll probably be half. It's already empty. not. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it's already not. But we're going to do that, and then, and then we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. I was five and he was six. We rode on horses made of sticks. He wore black and I wore white. He would always win the fight. Bang, bang. He shot me down. Bang, bang. I hit the ground. Bang, bang. That awful sound. Bang, bang. My baby shot me Well, uh, That bitch shot me down, bang, bang. Hey, did you guys notice that we were like, fuck a Killing Eve song for the transition? Fuck an (laughs) in-between song. Fuck Unloved. Honestly, fuck you, Unloved. Fuck you right now. Fuck you along with the rest of the motherfuckers who are fucking responsible for this motherfucking episode. Yeah, no. Shout out to Nancy Sinatra who already knew what it was like to get shot down. Bang, bang. Yes. And hit the ground. Mm. Bang, bang. That awful that sound. awful sound. Bang, bang. My baby shot me down. Ugh. Sorry, And baby. although that would be Eve, I would also just have to come in behind her and be like, good, because you kind of deserve that. Right. <laughs> you, if that's what you, you get for then. You kind of... Kind of had it come in a little bit. But before we get into why we think Eve had it come in and why she should have known that bullet, that teeny tiny bullet was coming for her abdomen, let's let's take it back to the very the very beginning. Let's take it to I don't the even want to sing. I don't even want to sing Julie Andrews style because even though it's a very fine place to start, it's the beginning of the end. The beginning of the descent into yeah. despair. So let's motherfucking do that shit. Why don't you start us off? I'm gonna so, sip on my liquor. At the top, we see Villeneuve snooping about. There's no Mrs. Leary around. You know, this was this whole scene to me was very, very odd. It's like if everything is in this place, if it is, then why why is she able to just roam around freely in this hotel and and no one's stopping her? I'm like, okay, whatever. Let's let's hold that in and try to figure out why that was the case later. And, um, you know, she's stupid about, she remembered what direction Aaron Peel headed off in when Mrs. Leary was showing her to her room. So she ended up, you know, snooping towards that area, finds a small room with a computer set up and a lot of files, which, I mean, we're not going to talk about how realistic um, uploading and downloading is with those kind of monitors and her trying to access it. Is there Fios in Rome? I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, playing. But, and she, you know, presses a Billy file and she says, oh, look, it's me when I was in my room. Oh, there's footage of it. Okay. Weird. Weird flex. But then she sees another file with another woman's name on it. So she goes, hmm. Peculiar. So she taps on that and it uploads and oh it's a woman in the bed that kind of looks like the bed I was in and then all of a sudden there's another figure in the room and she's startled awake and they cut off screen they don't let us see any of the good stuff but we are to definitely understand that a murder has taken place I'm sorry my eyes glazed over because I was back at 
the murder of this episode, but I'm back. Right. I'm back. So the murder takes place and she's like, <laughs> I don't know. She's, the she murder. felt like it wasn't that impressive. It like, it's like a bad porn. It was like, she was watching. Wait a minute. Are you talking about her impression at the time in that opening I mean, scene? She was definitely like, Oh, this is, Oh, so this is, <laughs> it was, it was, like I feel she, got she a was window. like, look at this misogynistic hoe. I knew he was on some fuck shit. In oh. my mind, in you, my mind, since I'm just going to interpret uh-huh. Villanelle how I fucking choose, I'm going to say that she decided to kill that motherfucker right then and there. That she saw that. And she was like, oh, this what you be doing? I'm going to kill you. I felt like she'd been wanting to kill him. She for sure <laughs> wanted to kill him from when she was first at his house and he first opened his fucking mouth and yes. was a condescending prick. Yes. And so I think that the murder of women was just confirmation that he, he got to go. Right. He got to go. Like, that was a freebie. If she was willing to kill a dude off a fucking license plate, that was a euphemism for his dick. You really think she's not going to be out here killing Peel, who not only had specific denigrating energy for her and condescending energy for her and her girlfriend, but, I mean, he he was rude. Like, he just... He it's, was super It's a public rude. service to put down Aaron Peel. To like many... The dog he is. To many women in his, or, I in his I orbit. It. I said what I said, and I mean what I said. Put that motherfucker down. And he got got. And that's what he fucking deserved. And I hope that his sister's somewhere going, woo! <laughs> I mean, we out here leapfrogging past scenes, but oh, yeah, we're yeah. discombobulated. There's booze. There's ice cream. And if you're like, wait a minute, booze and ice cream, that they is how together. much they got us fucked up. It goes together. And it's a gay flavor, so it is what it is, y'all. But wait, where were we? <laughs> so we just, this was the opening minutes where she uh, downloads files. He's the oh, murder right, on right, screen. Right, 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 right. You think that she was pondering like, oh, this is boring murder. And I think she was pondering, how will I do my murder of Peel? Because mm-hmm. that's what he fucking deserves. And from there, we get a quick shot back to Mrs. Robinson, a.k.a. Eve Palastri, who is getting some coffee from Hugo, who refers to her as Mrs. Robinson. And she doesn't give a fuck. Hang on. Are we jumping ahead? I don't know if we're there yet. Why do you say that? Uh, because That's after the note. Uh, after the note? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's after Billy sees the the first two minutes is Billy seeing the video. Then after that, we cut to Hugo and Eve. Then after that, we cut back to Billy and Peel. And then Billy asks to see the knickers, what's going on in the knickers drawer. And then the shit starts to pop off. So in recapping that, yes, Hugo gives Eve her coffee. He's bitchy in his like shady way about Mrs. Robinson. And all she cares about is the fact that her coffee is cold. And actually, yeah, why who, who wants cold coffee? coffee? Right. If it's not iced coffee, why the fuck is it cold? You're kind of removing the purpose of coffee if it's fucking lukewarm. That's fucking shitty. I agree. So he says that. Eve is like, whatever. He goes out to make a call to Jess. And then we're back at Peel's with Billy. And he's asking how she slept and stuff. And then says he's got some business shit to do that day and some people to meet. But he's looking through the knicker drawers of the person he's supposed to see. Villanelle's like, can I see? He shows it to her. And lo and behold, it's a familiar ginger. It's Raymond. And she says, that's a strange looking gentleman. Thus activating the safe (laughs) word and starting the shit off right for the fucking episode. Because it was zero to 100 almost immediately. Which is basically what I predicted because that made sense. And what is it within four seconds of her hearing Villanelle say gentlemen that she's like, oh my God, Hugo. And then half a second later, Hugo is down. Hugo got shot. It was, of course, immediately jarring. And here goes Eve going to the door. And I'm like, why are you, what? (laughs) Don't go towards the danger, Eve. And then she double checks the handle to make sure, yes, it is the locked door. 
she hears the rustling and the banging towards it. And she's like, I thought she was checking the door to exit it. But before she <laughs> decides to exit it, she hears more sounds. And it's like, that's probably not a good idea. Let me try to go elsewhere. And then there's just underneath the bed. I mean, well, out of all the places she could have tried to went to, she picked, I guess, one of the better ones. I suppose you do have to suspend disbelief, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. I'll get into specifics later, but I do think there are a number of plot holes that the writers could have addressed where I am forced as a viewer to suspend my disbelief and be like, okay, well, logic and life just won't apply to this scene because that makes no sense because that's, that's fucking reality. And I'm usually a person that is a little bit extra when it comes to details. I've not been super harsh on Killing Eve. That glaring issue with New York and a wrong side of the bridge really had me fucked up. But for the most part, I've not really been like, hey guys, you could do better with this but this episode I feel like there was a lot of just little things little things they could have paid more attention to that would have just made the story more tight in terms of us believing that Eve is in this heightened spy situation Villanelle's in this heightened spy situation and they're actual spies and these are actual governments involved versus like interns <laughs> oh, I don't know I, could, I don't know I'm just I, I, I don't know like it just doesn't feel like Homeland it doesn't feel like Claire Danes on Homeland it doesn't feel like you know Jennifer Garner on Alias it wasn't feeling like there was a lot of skills mad skills to be had it just felt like the skills dropped for a second and I was like that's weird because you can't be a world-class fucking spy on Tuesday and then on Wednesday be like well no but okay that's what happened and so Eve is under the bed. No one checks under the bed. No one is like, is she under there? I've seen Taken. That's where they go. That doesn't happen. And she's able to successfully hide until the dude leaves the room. And she exits the the hotel room. And she's trying to, well, she's like freaking out by the, the receptionist's desk. You threw her downstairs already. Wait, she has to still leave the room. Well, first off, the guy leaves the room because I guess he gets a call from who? Who knows? Maybe his buddy, partner, friend, guy, whoever. We don't know. She leaves the room and she notices Hugo lying there. Just lying on the on the carpet. And oh she, yeah, I did like, forget oh, about are you, Hugo. Are you okay? And he's basically like, um, I just like I don't know, played dead or something. Like <laughs> he's, he's definitely not okay. She asked him how he's doing, and he said that he uses the hero's technique, which is playing dead, which I guess is him being sardonic and cheeky while he dies, because that's what that was. And she basically tells him to just put pressure on the wound, and that she's gonna go get help, and runs off, and he's screaming her name in the background and she don't got time for that she's she like, gotta go save Villanelle she's like stop being so clingy dude it was one night and I told you I'm not ready for a relationship no she had that Beyonce energy <laughs> she had that Beyonce energy I ain't thinking about you cause that's just, really what it was she was like I'm not concerned I heard the code name I'm concerned that Villanelle's in danger even though the person that should be in the least amount of danger is Villanelle in terms right. of who is most prepared of Eve, Hugo, and Villanelle to defend themselves against aggressors it's Villanelle but Eve doesn't act rationally when it comes to Villanelle so that is no surprise that she just fucking leaves Hugo's ass on the floor but she don't care about nobody anyway it's all fake it's all play pretend so she likes to think that she cares about motherfuckers but look at how you've been doing your team dirty the whole time Eve you don't give a fuck so Hugo is bleeding out Eve Eve I don't want to die alone and she's like oh shut the fuck up I gotta go across the street and she did. I'm hoping that whoever shot Hugo also took his phone. <laughs> but why do they care? If it's the Russians, they don't give a fuck. If it's shouldn't. like people rooted with the 12, I just think they're they're goons. And I'm to the point of thinking they're just mostly goons because of how inept they were in this episode. Like, how you out here trying to catch a spy, but you don't have a thermal reader? Whatever. I'm not going to go to my geek shit. I'm not going to go there yet about why so many things felt a little off when it comes to that aspect of it. But let's just concentrate on the positive for right now. Okay. So, yes, that happens. I completely disregarded Hugo on the floor bleeding out. That was probably for subconscious and conscious reasons. But... Yes, you are correct. That's what happens. And after she goes to the receptionist and flips out, tries to get the bell. No one's there. 
tries to call 911 and she's like, fuck, I'm not in America. I'm in the UK, which I'm like, girl. So you've been living with Nico. <laughs> Here's what got me fucked up. It's like you've been living with Nico for at least 15 years. How do you not have the emergency services just coded into your muscle memory if you're going to bother? Like, how do you even go to 911? If everything about what you've been thinking for a decade and a half at the very minimum is on UK terms. Right. That should have been like a 999 call, but I mean, whatever. So she, yeah, she's now pinning a note. She's scribbling furiously. She notices on the, uh, the, I guess the bell hop, uh, CCTV that there's someone entering the shop. So she's like, scribbles furiously. You forget to say that she's like, Oh, this motherfucker need a hospital. It's the most ridiculous thing you can do. Can't go over the fact that she writes a note to no one. That's literally what she does. No <laughs> one's at the desk. We know that emergency services, it's not about telegram. It's not send a pigeon. It's, we need a call to know that this person is dying so we can try to save them within a realistic amount of time. Writing a fucking note, leaving a post-it for emergency services basically means the person's going to die. She was fucking ridiculous for that. But but she does look at the CCTV and she's like, uh, ooh, another goon. And she tries to hide in the closet, but she's too slow. Mm. And the dude's like, hey, yo, hey, yo, ma. <laughs> he, was, he was catcalling. He was like, hey, yo, ma, what's up? What's good? You work here? You speak English? And she was like, uh, yes. I believe she says buongiorno, but he asked if she speaks English. She's like, I do, I do, I do. He's like, have you seen my homie? My homie came up in here. You might have seen him. Got a gun. Yay leather tall, jacket. leather jacket, kind of look like me, wearing black, kind of goonish, what's up? And she's like, I don't know, I haven't seen it. And her delivery of these lines is great because she's a bit like broken Stepford wife. Oh, well, thank you for coming to the hotel today. It's actually been quite all day. It's been quite all day. Maybe you can try next door. She don't even know what's next door. She said, try next door. That was a funny scene, the way she acted it out. And then he lingers for a second and you wonder, oh, is he suspicious of her? Is that what's happening? No, he was just like, you're cute. Do you want to like... Get some spaghetti later on tonight. <laughs> Why did I say spaghetti? <laughs> uh, maybe it was like <sighs> no. Sushi let's just, or just stop. It was just whatever. It was stop. something. Don't let's not revisit the spaghetti at this time. <laughs> but he asked her out on a date, and she's kind of like, "What? Oh, well, my I shift ends at six. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "This worked out better than I thought it would." And that's it. That's the end of scene. He leaves thinking he might have a date with a cute Asian later that night, not knowing that that cute Asian will be bleeding the fuck out on the cement of Whoa. the ruins. You're going to get stood up by the... Oh, that's terrible. I'm just saying... She's going to miss a date. Why are you stressing about the goon? I'm not worried about him. I'm not worried. I'm more worried about the staff of both of these hotels, which seem to be... They're dead! They're dead! Those Russians came in and was like, (laughs) murk, 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 and stuffed them in the closet. Because where was the receptionist? You already know that you cannot run a hospitality space and not a single service person is in the lobby. Where's the bellhop? Where's the receptionist? Where's the manager? They're dead, Terrence. If she would have just looked a little further... Behind the little thing, behind the little uniform, she'd have, she'd have seen the bodies. She so, would have. That's Eve's hotel. So are we saying that Peel's hotel also has dead bodies in it? Um, because there was that we opened with yes. now snooping around everywhere, and no one's like, <clears throat> is there something that you require? Or was the twelve prepared to mark the entire hotel just to give Villanelle and Eve? That's an interesting proposition because. I have to assume, unless we get confirmation, well, whatever. There's a lot of loose ends open at the end of the season, but we didn't get confirmation that it was the 12. We just assumed that it right. was the 12. And they were there to kill 
as needed for Villanelle, which is interesting because it's sort of like, why was Constantine so concerned about not having Bill be killed when he was just like, oh, see what they doing? But apparently, apparently, the 12 is like, get to the hotel and kill whatever MI6 agent you fucking see. Just shoot him. Just shoot him real fast and get us Villanelle. That's that's interesting. It's a change of pace for the 12, who generally seem to like to work like under under the radar right. and not cause a scene. It seems to me taking out a couple employees causes a scene. But whatever. I, Continuity matters not in this finale. I mean, unless the 12 was like not really around, but it was just said a name. It don't, it does, you can't have a crime though. That's what I'm saying. Like it's Rome. It's a tourist spot. Like you, employees can't just disappear. They I have agree. families and shit and stuff. And other people had to have been staying in that hotel. Did no one else hear a gunshot? And if they did and they peeped out, did they get murked too? Just like random tourists who was just there to see the fucking ruins is like, oh, I'm dead today because I, I poked my head out trying to be nosy and I got shot. Oh, loose ends. Oh, I scared some birds. Hopefully that doesn't have any devastating effects to someone else. Oh my God, just stop it. <laughs> fucking birds. Uh, fuck those damn pigeons. Just, wait, or those, uh, does Italy have pigeons? I belay uh, that, but fuck those birds. For those, real, fuck those birds for real. I'm not a bird person anymore. Uh, so yeah, the uh, goon leaves <laughs> out and she doesn't know what's happening. What's up, up from my now, laughter? Right from left, she goes back in and notices in the closet that there are some staff attire. And she's like, hmm, let me take a page from the book of uh, Killer I Caught. And she starts playing a la ghost. And she's like, hmm, this will get me in. She brings some random bags of laundry who, I mean, I guess you could do, uh, I guess laundry is happening. And this is the time that vendors come and they clean clothes. Who knows? Well, she's taking a cue from the ghost, which is that most people are pretty dickish to service workers, especially if they are not white and they look like immigrants. And so it's just kind of that thing of assumption, especially when you're at a big establishment like Peel's or any hotel where there's people having stuff done. If you look confident and you say you're supposed to be there for work and like you're sufficiently rushed and impatient because you're going to get in trouble for not doing it, people will just assume because there's so many worker bees in the world. And, you know, the more that we've become separated from the 1%, the more obnoxious it is a fall from like appeal to a potential ghost impersonator or someone who's really an actual maid or laundry person who would be treated like shit. But yeah, she does get the outfit. She misses the dead bodies. She finagles her way into Peel's mansion. They send her around the back to the service entrance. Of course, they're like, <laughs> you peons don't enter through the front door, bitch, the side door. And I guess they're like, IDs, verifying things, which again, I'm not gonna, I'm Ugh, not gonna, I'm not gonna, but I'm also just gonna, just a little bit. I'm just gonna say that it's really fucking weird. It's really super strange and weird to introduce a villain like Peel to set him up to be so cunning and smart and paranoid. But Eve, without even a fake pass, can get into his abode. Mm-hmm. Really? And he doesn't even know that bitch coming in? I just don't, how does he not have a facial recognition software? Just like on the, the camera that is there before you go in. It's like, do do do, Eve Blastry, boop, boop, here it is. And to his credit, he, he didn't recognizes have time to her. to do all of that wiring work. Remember, he had to surveil no, his no, own hotel no. room. He had plenty of time. That is his property. It's probably been in the family for who fucking knows how long. He was had several angles on Billy. If there's angles to have on Billy and your computers, there's it's super easy to just have a camera set up and then put the software for facial recognition. He is Aaron Peel. He has all of people's information. There's no way that that's not possible. I'm just going to go ahead and say the writers did not think of it because it is what it yeah. is. I mean, it's kind of like when I watch The Walking Dead and I see all the practical ways that people like, or rather 
obvious ways that people are like, we got to kill the zombie. Here's a gun. Here's an axe. And I'm like, yo, the human body is so, so fragile. That there's actually <laughs> several ways you could DIY a fucking death without bullets or without an axe. And so if you're not thinking about those ways and those inroads, you know, okay, that's a problem. But what bums me out about Peel is that as we were theorizing, I was just wanting him to be that scary, to be that ridiculous, to be that informed. Because that's a true villain. A villain that sees everything, whether you like it or not, which in this in this reality of like technology and cameras and shit everywhere, it's totally plausible to be watched at all times by someone who has access to the things that you need to do that. And Peel, I'm just gonna say it was pretty anticlimactic. Like I'm happy that motherfucker dead, but I was just like, yo, like I was expecting so much more. I guess the bug sex doesn't become an issue, but how does it not become right. an issue? So that's why I was like, how? so no callback at all? Just not a even a poll. little. Okay, He's whatever. like, I'm recording. He had 16 videos of Billy. And so my question was 16 or 17, what was on the other videos? Maybe he didn't when get a was chance he to watch her? her. No, of course he had a chance to watch them. That makes no sense. It's Peel. The issue is that it's the consistency. That's that's what I'm getting to. Is that if there's 16 videos of Billy, if the latest video is of her, and it wasn't the most recent thing she was doing in her room. It was what we saw when she first arrived there. I'm just confused. I I don't understand. I don't. If he has cameras recording in a room, wouldn't he just automatically trigger them to start recording like a cloud cam or just other cheap cameras that exist on Amazon? <laughs> it's just all falling apart is what I'm saying. The, all of it is falling apart. And now I just have to say, well, this happens for the plot. They excuse this for the plot because it no longer makes sense who they set Aaron Peel up to be because he didn't see the murder of the nanny. He did not hear not even a piece of the bug sex. And he recognized Eve right away, but did not recognize Villanelle, who he's been staring at and obsessing at and didn't say to himself, I feel like I've seen your nose somewhere. The bridge, <laughs> the way that your eyes set or something. I don't know. It's, it's a familiar, familiar thing. But no, none of that. No, nothing. Uh, we, get, we get a guy who is uh, found out out from behind his keyboard. You know how like people are all in, almighty and powerful? Like Oz, where it's like, oh, effects, steam, powers. I can see into your stuff. I grant wishes, but I'm not granting yours. And it's like, well, now we got you behind the curtain. So it's, you're just the man. Uh, a what do you mean, Peel? Yeah. I guess. He's still pretty scary to me because you... He's just the worst type of dude. He's a misogynist. He's bereft of real empathy. And he has got all the money in the world to embolden his actions. So he's yeah. the ultimate villain for me. I just wanted him to be scarier. And I have to be perfectly honest, too. I'm a little let down with how he was murdered. I mean, where was the flair? Where were the dramatics. Where was my villanelle? <laughs> what happened in this episode? I mean, she slit a bitch's throat and that was cool, but I just, she could have made his neck talk. Just something that makes more sense. Like when she killed the perfume lady, she was like, bye-bye. Like just a little bit of humor. And maybe that's owing to Phoebe Waller-Bridge and her unique brand of like black humor that is just so funny because I just, like it was fine that she called him a dick after the fact because he was a dick. I just, I'm just like, okay, like Peel has been ordering you around for an episode and a half. He's a bad dude. You just found out he's killing women for kicks and wanted you to join in on his bullshit. So that's all we got is a neck, a neck slick? Really, Villanelle? You had the ghost shook, bitch. That bitch was shook. Looked like she had an accident in her fucking clothes. A grown right. ass woman shook to death, fucking in ruined underwears because she pissed her pants based on what the fuck you probably said and did to her. But you over there with Peel. Peel, an actual misogynistic motherfucker and all you got for him is a throat slit. That's all we got? That's all we got? Where's Mrs. Peely? Or what did you say? Really? Peely? Seely? What was her name? Oh, Mrs. Leary. Mrs. Yeah. Leary. I should leer. That's, that should be easy to remember. Where was Mrs. Leary? Mrs. Leary seemed like the type of bitch that's always in the cut, which is why I compared her to that hoe from Fingersmith. 
Where Leary at? Is she shopping the That's one day of the week she has off? Where was she? She doesn't have an Apple Watch that says Aaron's pulse has right. gone below his, his fucking heart rate 80. Is right. Like, this is not, it's not fucking normal. Whatever. So, yeah, he recognizes her. And when uh, Villanelle says, hi, Eve, so nice to see you. And her Russian slips. And he's like, oh, that was good interpret. Like, he thought that her Russian was the accent that he was, that she was putting on. And then he was like, well, hmm. You know, I was expecting a rap, but I wasn't expecting that. I'm I don't like, even Ew. know that we could even interpret that he was talking about the Russian. The line didn't feel super specific because in my mind, I'm like, he could have been talking about her American accent being Maybe pretty good too. because Jody was actually really good at in the times where her accent felt like it was falling off. She wasn't going back to her scouse, like her natural accent. It was back to her villanelle accent, which, you know, love the meta upon meta vocal training and things that are going on. She obviously has a great ear. She's a great mimic for just this kind of linguistics because that was something I totally noticed that when her accent was falling out, was falling back to the Russian. But to me, it wasn't clear what Pia was talking about. If he was just talking about, oh, I'm impressed that this is your, this is your real accent because the American was quite good. I couldn't quite figure it out and she's like thanks but yeah eve comes in and she's got a fucking letter opener in her hand because she's ready to run the fuck in and defend villanelle if she needs to with violence and peel as soon as she comes in and he recognizes her he's tickled he's like what the fuck are you gonna do with that what are you gonna do with that what, what, go. what is that and Villanelle laughs. And I believe that's when she lets her accent drop. And she's like, hey, Eve. And he's like, oh, well, hello <laughs> to you, Billy. I've been waiting for the next revelation in our relationship. And this is it. And then it, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's all debatable. But the pacing of this episode was interesting because everything happens super, super fast with Aaron. Very fast. And not so fast at all with the girls towards the end, which is how I knew bad things were going to happen. Cause I was like, this shit dragging out too far. And it's just the two of them. Mm -hmm. It's going to go bust, but everything with Aaron progresses really fast. And I, I was bummed out about that because I just wanted him to have a, a more painful, like a Hannibal murder, like turn that bitch into a cello. Right. Know what I'm saying? Lorena Bobbitt, those balls. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Leave questions for the FBI. Like, don't just murder a motherfucker. Have them for the FBI, for MI6, for whoever's looking, for whoever's looking, whoever has to write the story about Aaron Peel. Do you know what I mean? Not like Judge Scalia. They were like, Judge Scalia's dead. And I theorized like autoerotic asphyxiation because no one said anything. Like we right. want it to be <laughs> completely undeniable that Aaron Peel was fucking filleted by likely a woman because that would make people across the world, like it would bring them joy. And I don't know why Carolyn at MI6 wants to deny the citizens of the world this information about Aaron Peel, but that's what they fucking, that's what they do. Yeah. So he uh, gets to try to change the subject, tells Eve, won't you sit and have breakfast with us? And, you know, he's like, well, it's actually quite good breakfast. That's what uh, that's what Villanelle, Villanelle says. says. So she's like, I thought you said that you were in trouble because they were laughing outside the door when she went, came in. So she didn't know what she was going to walk into. And they just they're both sitting there cozy, looking completely fine. And she's like, but I was I, I am in trouble. And so she's completely over it. She's I like, mean, that's an interesting way to in trouble in a way because Raymond was coming to the mansion and that would have infinitely complicated things had she not just had the operation go belly up, I suppose. That's accurate. And then she's like, wait, do you know that this guy makes movies, Eve? And he's like, <laughs> his face cracks. And she's like, oh, was I not supposed to look into that or whatever? And then so... He was like, all right, it's time to go. Let's just get out of here. He's well, like, yeah, she was supposed to. Because like I said in the stack episode, someone that paranoid, at least unless you could just completely want to abandon the characterizations you made, does not leave 
the door open when they're that private and paranoid unless they intentionally want someone to walk through. So I feel like that was a sentiment that Villanelle had because he's like, you saw it. And she's like, bitch, you bitch, you know, I saw it. Like, surely you must know at least when people access your computer. My fucking computer does those basic things of like, oh, this was turned on. You were just logged in over here. Someone just clicked that thing or downloaded that yes. thing. So please, please, Aaron Peel, I'm not trying to hear the nonsense. And of course, Eva shook because she just looked over like, what? I really thought... You were in danger. I was totally here, ready to stab a hoe. And now I'm just pissed the fuck off that you're okay and everything has gone down. Oh, and Hugo. <laughs> Hugo's bleeding out <laughs> in the hotel, bitch. And I'm not even going to be able to save face because they're going to ask me later what was happening when you ran out on Hugo. See what happened And I'm going to be like, nothing. Evidently, Villanelle was just having a chat with her good pal, Aaron. And then so he was like, all right, come on, let's go. And he's like, wait, come work for me. She's like, huh? He's like, yeah. I, I, I promise that things will be interesting with me. You'll be bored with her. And she's like, well, what do you, what do you expect me to do with you? Sit and make these little B-minus movies that you got going on over here? He's like, yes. I think it's interesting that he says she'll never be bored again because on camera, we do not actually get them talking about boredom or having any kind of exposition about it in the same way that we get Villanelle talking about boredom to the AA meeting class because it's relevant. So what's interesting here is that Peel create some sort of camaraderie with Villanelle by alleging that, hey, you'll never be bored. And I'm just like, where do you get that from? Off camera conversation, you could say, oh, he was watching the AA sessions of his sister. But then, I'm sorry. If he was watching right. the AA sessions of his know. sister, he was watching the street. So I just have right. to disregard that and just say, okay, they're putting it together and we're just going to accept they were putting it together. But that's a direct. Unless you say that it happened in that Remember when they made the distinction about wanting to touch people? Yeah, but that's not boredom. That's not boredom. He didn't say anything about being bored. He was like, I'm a void. I like these things. And she was like, well, do you get lonely? He was like, no. And she was like, well, do you like to touch them? And he was like, no. <laughs> and so he probably doesn't even murder the bitches himself. He just likes to look at it. And so I don't think there wasn't anything explicitly stated for him to be like, I know that a problem for you is boredom without him just saying innately a problem for people like us is boredom. That's what I have to say, because there was no there was nothing ever said between the two of them that would indicate that he would just know this about her and that, OK, this woman's here, Eve Palastri, who I completely condescended last time. I'm now putting it together that you must be here because of her and you're only here because you find her interesting that was all a very quick leap to make without additional dialogue between Villanelle and Eve what if we were to explore the fact that he called her a collector to being lonely like only lonely people collect things as a thought pattern for him not to say that that's actual fact just Again, that. I wouldn't say lonely because he never, he didn't indicate loneliness was an issue for him. That's an issue for Villanelle. Right. Boredom is. Boredom and so then. I would Substitute say that. Substitute boredom that... for lonely then. Wait, what? You Substitute boredom for lonely. So Well, what that's what if... I mean. That's what I'm saying. That he, that they're, they, they make leaps. It's kind of like how Game of Thrones ended. Like you can just rush the end and then be like, well, we gave you enough clues for this to all connect. I just don't feel like the way, like everything with Peel felt anticlimactic because it was so fucking rushed. And so I could, I can read into it the way I can read into a lot of things and be like, okay, this is why this happened. This is why Peel was doing this. But on screen, enough stuff didn't happen for me to actually say that it plays perfectly, that it, there's no dispute because there is, there is dispute. Oh yeah. This is definitely not a perfect uh, interaction or 
downfall of such a character. Well, I mean, but people he was just supposed about... to be so creepy, and he went down so unceremoniously that I was just like, wow. But didn't Cersei wow. go through the same thing, sort of, for somebody? Some but people. But it's already been decided that Game of Thrones has had a slippery slide in the writing, and that people have even shown that there's less words in this final season than there's ever been in the show, and so dialogue matters dialogue helps get your character somewhere i just feel like for me as a watcher for what i was expecting of aaron peel for how they built him up and for how he was in the scenes he just was blah at the end that's all i can say and i don't know like directors figure yourself out because unless they're saying that they were intentionally trying to mislead us with the whole shish kebab situation or the halal meat whatever the fuck was happening in that shop where she was looking at the meat being cut off like it's just it's fun. like unless that's an intentional toss to try to be like hey audience we want you to think of a potential murder or this why it's another loophole why bother with the scene right. why bother with it at all if you're not because how many people were like Aaron's gonna get filleted Aaron's gonna get filleted and even if he didn't get filleted the fact that he just got his throat cut and instead of a fillet it? you're like that's it that's all Villanelle had? That's all the smoke she had for this dude? Really? 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 She didn't even cut off a knob? Really? She had time for Frank, but she don't got time for, for Aaron? Leary was nowhere. Leary was at the spa, evidently. Or maybe she was kidnapping more girls for him. I don't know. Uh, but I'm upset about it. I'm just upset because I wanted the end of Peel to be magnanimous. And instead, it was just kind of like... Do you think it has something <laughs> to do it was. with... Do you think it has something to do with the fact that she wasn't getting ducats for this uh, demise? Whereas, no. like, no, I other people were targets where it was like, no, nope, oh, I don't. I think Villanelle should always have a flair with her murders because that's who the fuck she is. And the most amount of flair she brought to this murder was him looking at himself in the mirror. There was no, there was no, it wasn't special enough for me for like a season finale murder is oh yeah no this saying. definitely wasn't a finale word. i mean think about think about our fucking chinese government attache for was, stuk. right that like too. he had his balls clamped to death that was some good ass shit but no we didn't get that this episode so i don't know it was also a very early death no but that doesn't surprise me i actually said if you remember, I said that I believe that Peel will die early and that if Raymond dies, it happens later in the episode. And that was absolutely correct. Because for things to go wrong, as I imagined with Carolyn, it would have to be the one thing Carolyn potentially was involved in, which of course was Peel. And because we didn't see any scenes of him, that was a dead giveaway that he's either dead or something else has happened. Because why don't we see Peel's fucking face? And all they really did was just rearrange the scenes with um, the scenes with Villanelle and Eve so that we were confused about when things were happening. But... Yeah, then the outfit issue, but then there's hair, then no hair. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just to throw us off off the scent of what is the order of events of these things. Because we were right about a lot of the events. We just the order, not necessarily towards the end there. But yeah, so this shit happens and he is there making his proposition to Villanelle saying, you won't get bored with me. You will definitely get bored with her. And what was so interesting about this scene is that he says that without provocation, especially, which is what I found intriguing is because Villanelle asked Eve in episode five of the season, will you give me everything? And of course she replies, yes. But in this scene, Peel volunteers that shit. He's like, I will give you everything. And, you know, he's like, there's nobody else. I'll give you everything. And Villanelle's like everything. And she looks over to Eve and he's like, you can have all of it. And she's like, do you hear that, Eve? And I feel like there's a couple different things here, you know, a couple different perspectives to look at is that Peel is so excited to come into a kindred and really it kind of parallels to Villanelle in this sense because she's super excited about Eve 
a lot of it having to do with the fact that she feels like she found a kindred. And so when you ultimately feel so isolated in the world, finding someone that's kind of on your page is an amazing thing. And he's like, hey, I'll give you everything. No one else can give you what I can give you. Literally everything you want. Anyone you want to kill, all the kills, all the stuff. Just just be a part of it. Just work for me. Just be up in my shit. You'll enjoy it. You'll love it. We're the same. Well, not exactly the same, but still. Not the same, but the boredom. The boredom was yeah. key. He was selling the boredom. He was like, I'm selling what you want, which is you won't be bored. You will have everything you want. You love luxury. You love access and money. And I'm saying all of this can be yours. The world is at your fucking feet. And because I'm so rich and untouchable, you won't ever have to stress about being caught up by somebody ever again. And Eve is shook. We look over to Eve and Eve is like, well, God damn. <laughs> I ain't got it. <laughs> well, I think she's having a bit of an existential crisis here because that's her worst fear. I mean, as we were looking at how Eve was gaslit by everybody in the damn show in terms of psychopathy and what Villanelle likely was not feeling for her. Oh, Villanelle can feel. I, it, this whole thing. Carolyn's got shit to say. Martin has things to say. Constantine has things to say. Remember Anna. Remember the Alamo. Like literally <laughs> everyone is telling Eve, like there's nothing about what you think is relevant for Villanelle that makes sense because this is the reality. She's a psychopath. She doesn't feel and she will get bored. She will be done with you. And then what will happen? You'll be like Anna. You'll be like all the rest, just bleeding the fuck out and there's nothing left. And I feel like Eve, even though she was being mildly reassured by the hand sex and the bug sex and other things, she's still completely and entirely insecure with Villanelle and how she feels like Villanelle sees her. Is she capable of love? I don't believe she, I don't think she really believes her. I think she believes what she thinks she feels and whether or not she's ready to accept that, that's something else entirely. But I don't think she's convinced that Villanelle is 100% capable of what she would like her to be capable of for uh, where, where she's concerned, not for anybody else, but just where Eve is concerned. And so that's an alluring offer. And I think Eve is like, yo, she could take that shit because uh, that's her yeah. fear. It plays on her fears. She will get bored with me. She will tire of me and then just want to be done or kill me or just be like, whatever, Eve. I'm no longer concerned. There's a new agent on the block. He's like, yeah, I'll give you everything. He said, there's nobody else. And I'm like, but don't you got a sister? <laughs> Unless you already took care of her before the scene. It's like, you can you say there's nobody else? And it'd be believable. I don't know. And she's like, well, she's like, I'm thinking. He's like, what's to think about? She's like, don't listen to him. Like, this is going to help one way or the other. Oh, do you mean um when... Villanelle says she's thinking? Well, she says she's thinking and Peel's like, well, what's there to think about? And Eve's like, don't listen to him. He, he tells uh, Billy Villanelle that there's no one else, meaning it, she's going to get all of it. And I'm like, well, but you got a sister. Unless you took care of all of that before. No, I it's think. It's hard to say that and be believable. I don't see it that way. There's no one else to me refers to the type of dedicated concentration that Villanelle is seeking out because she's largely a narcissist among the many things she is. And so all-consuming obsession, all-consuming fixation is something Villanelle's into and arguably is what starts off her attraction to Eve is that the, the knowledge that someone out there is thinking about her all the time or obsessing about her turns her on, like it makes her interested. And those are qualities of a lot of people, I guess, could maybe say that they are turned on by the fact that someone is turned on by them, but that is definitely rooted in ego and narcissism because it's not organically the person, it's the situation. And obviously Eve was hot. She found Eve attractive. She was like those curly locks, but the basis, the start of it is absolutely, there's a woman, she's searching for you. Eve Palastri, and she's getting close. And she was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. Well, I need to go to my bunk, Constantine, after you leave this apartment because I already have thoughts. And so I do believe that that was the 
you know, the starting point of their relationship from Villanelle's side. And then similarly, it's kind of, you know, from Eve's side as well, because she's she's romanticizing, she's fantasizing about this killer and all the things she thinks. And, you know, season one is very much about like the mystery. I'm chasing you and this mystery is sexy and I'm still not sure what's going on and this distance is creating all this tension. And then season two, a lot of the times seem to be about like reality versus fantasy. Like, okay, now yes. we're in the same room. Now what? What do we do? What's going to happen? What's what's going to go on? And it's debatable how those scenes work out. I know there are people with differing opinions on how episode five, for instance, worked out with the chemistry. A lot of people felt like it was abrupt and weird in certain places. And it was. Yeah, it <laughs> it was. was. Like, we are still vexed about the scene from the from the kitchen right. counter like, to the door. You can't untwizzler that and then not tell us what really went Forest down. Forrest of Dean. Right. I mean, what the fuck? So there are definitely things to be said in terms of pacing. And, you know, when it comes to the previous season of episode five that we know was written by Phoebe and it was of course the auditioning piece for Sandra O oh and Jody that it just flows a little more consistently because it's basically happening and then it's done. We don't have any change of scenes or weird things to sort of disrupt the flow of what's right. happening between the two women. I feel like I had an overall point when I went to this tangent, but it's gone now. I blame the whiskey. Well, so I'm just yeah, going to throw that, it over to you. It is whiskey. <laughs> so, um, so he's waiting for a decision and she's like, Oh, so do you want me to kill Eve? And he says, yes. Now this is me holding my suspension of disbelief because this same man was in a room in his office being interrogated by an Eve, by a Jess asking about what he's selling. And he presses a single button on his tablet and the lawyer comes to just be persnickety and say, Oh, well we don't feel like answering questions. So he's in this room with this woman who he believes to have all these skills and he wants her to kill Eve. And he's just sitting there and watching. He has the tablet in his hand. That's how we knew that Billy got to see the face of Raymond. Right. So he has access to his detail. They're around. They're blocked. They're guarding the door. He has armed guards. We, we know all of these things. They're on standby. If he ever felt like he was ever not in a seat of comfortability or security. Mm-hmm. Even from seeing Eve to the be in the beginning, it was like, oh, Eve Plastry, beep. <laughs> Ooh, why ice, are you here? This ice cream turned goodbye. to soup. Oh, well. Uh <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you here? Beep, goodbye. But, you know, none of that happens. I mean, first of all, we need to talk about how this scene is basically like the equivalent of like three psychopaths and a baby, but like three psychopaths and Miss Leary. Because this whole situation to me is laughable because it, it seems to be about like psychopathic hubris in a certain kind of sense of what is happening here. Because, you know, like you you make a perfect point that he should be able to press buttons all over the place, button under the table, button on his watch. It's like, oh, goons appear. Yep. Leary appears like I just need help. But for now, given how it's written, even though like articles are coming out from people to do with the show where they're like, oh, <laughs> casting doubt on my ideas. But at this point in time, I'm just going to assume that based on what we've seen, it's Peel's hubris. It's his confidence and ego that says she will choose me because she has to choose me because people always choose me. I have too much to offer the same way that e uh -huh. uh, that Eve exercises her hubris a lot of times in the show because she doesn't ever want to consider she's wrong until she's actually just staring at the wrongness. And even then she's like, I can't be wrong. And same for Villanelle. She's like, I can't be wrong. What I'm doing is the right way to do it until it's not going right. And even then she also is like Eve, like I refuse to acknowledge the fact that what I just did <laughs> was not working out because I'm still convinced that I have the right way of doing things. And so this was like when those weird situations where how's it going, how's it going to work <laughs> out? All of y'all thinking, you know, the right shit, but all of you are thinking different shit because I believe yeah. that Eve was like, you could kill me, bitch. I'm so, I'm so insecure right now. I'm so on steady ground. I still don't know what exactly is happening between the two of us. We've not really had a conversation. We've just had several O's. That's all we've had in this relationship. Mm -hmm. Heavy quotation 
expectations is several fucking O's. So she's thinking, a bitch might kill me. I'm scared. Villanelle's probably thinking, bitch, don't be scared. You know, there's no way I'm going to kill you. I'm actually <laughs> thinking about how I'm going to slice this bitch. And Aaron's like, man, I can't wait to have Villanelle as my partner because it's going to be so much fun when we do. And so everyone's on a different fucking page. Yeah, he's definitely on his ex Luther or whatever. What did I say? I said Zuckerberg the other day. I mean, but it's, yeah, this is more sadistic than that. I tweeted that gift from, um, what's that movie? Alex, no, Troy. That's what it was when he asked Villanelle to kill Eve. And she was like, oh, you want me to kill Eve? And he was like, yeah, bitch, of course. Start right now. That's what I want. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this man wants to die. <laughs> and that's the and gift yeah. I used from Troy. Like, this man wants to die. He wants to be murdered because he doesn't realize you probably should have checked the nigger drawer. Before you said that shit, you should have done a quick Google, quick Google, scan Eve Palastri. Ooh, ooh, okay, she's been in a lot of trouble. Okay, da, 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 da. no, I probably shouldn't test this. I should <laughs> say both of y'all. Both of y'all can stay, both of y'all. But right. no. And I knew he was not long for this world the minute he threatened Eve Palastri's life and Villanelle ponders it for a moment because, well... So she sees the carved... It was worth pondering. Carved meats and she's like, mm. she picks up the, the blade and she says, do uh, you want me to kill Eve? He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she looks at Eve and she goes, uh, do you think I could kill you, Eve? Do you think I would kill you, Eve? And then she goes, yes. And... He says, would you like to watch? Now, of course, this is a callback to the trailer with the ghosts. And she's like, would you like to watch? But this guy, I mean, there's a says, lot of yeah. callbacks because I don't necessarily think either. Like, I'm not sure that Villanelle would have killed Aaron had he not aggressed towards Eve and been like, kill her, start with her. Because I do believe Villanelle was pondering. She was like, well, let me see if I can work this into my play. If I do this and carry the two and I kill some people on Aaron, I get some money on the side, but Aaron's really fucking annoying. Maybe I could take a shit. <laughs> like she was probably, th she was like, let me just think, let me just process through the motherfucking shit real fucking quick, please. Because I don't know that Aaron had to die until he was like, kill Eve, do it. Right. Do then it's first. like, well, the play is down the toilet. Mine exactly. <laughs> it's fucking fucked up. And it's interesting too, because I feel like when she says, do you hear that Eve? She's really saying to Eve, like, do you see? Like, here you are still fucking confused and flummoxed off of those two bitches leaving my flat the other day. But I'm trying to show you, look at what I'm about to give up for you. He's literally offering me everything. But yes. the issue is, he says, all of it, all of it does not include Eve. He's not aware that Eve is a part of the package she's looking for. And that the whole reason she's in Rome on some fuck shit, not murdering, is because of Eve. And so there, he done fucked himself up. He's like, I give you all the money, all the cars that you don't even want, all the houses, the all clothes, the dead people, yes. all the clothes, all the stuff, all the pasta that's made once a week or one week a year that you can eat just come with me i'll give you everything she's like ah you cannot give me everything now though. how mad would we be if there is a file that would have just uploaded to his cloud that would have been of the evening like evening before i have to abandon that and say the writers aren't like csi clever because it just it doesn't fit i if mean that's my the for the listeners sex. like that's part of my background is i i think i mentioned i'm very diy but i'm you know very technically astute and in a former life, in my younger years, I I could, you know, people would pay me to fix things. <laughs> <laughs> Computer related. And so I'm just like, I just have a different background and perspective on how things can be technical. So naturally, when you have a character like Peel, I'm going to be like, okay, but I know people like that. Like, yeah, okay, like, that's like, like my like stepdad. Real, like, okay, real. what about my friend at the CIA? Like, there's actual people with these jobs to be super technical. And so to have Peel be presented in such a way, and then he goes down in such a way, I'm just like, okay, well, whatever. Okay, let's move on. This don't really work. Let's I mean, fucking do that yeah. shit. Like, so right as you have an opportunity to... Uh... I don't know. Correct this. Like we could have had Eve be a part of the package because he 
was watching and if heard Peel the was smart, If Peel was smart, he would have updated his shit. He would have been like, I want to keep you. You can keep her as your pet. And Villano yeah. would have been down with that yep. shit. And suddenly we got a season three that don't make no damn sense. But we're yep. into it. We're into it. Oh, Eve is a pet. <laughs> I mean, like, that's fucked up. It's super fucked up and super toxic. But this whole damn show is fucked up and toxic people. And I would have rolled with it, is what I'm saying. I would have rolled with that story. As long as the two girls stayed together. And that plays into what Constantine was trying to warn Villanelle about. Don't make a play. Because y'all gonna be out there and you know, are we on our own? Because we just got bankrolled. So <laughs> Constantine should have just dry snitched that she shouldn't kill Peel because that's what people want. But that's because what that's what he wanted. He was like, I need my family. I'm out here gonna give these empty platitudes to you that I know you're not gonna take because I've been your handler for two fucking years and every time I give you a motherfucking platitude you ignore that shit you ignore it yeah first fucking episode make that shit look like a suicide but that pat pat pow I kill six <laughs> people like come on bitch Constantine you already know you are arguing to Eve about Villanelle sit still and here you are trying to expect this bitch to act out of character when that's not it's just not what's gonna happen ugh there we go with that sis fantastic that I was talking about I was like hmm Everything just seemed to just do what it was supposed to do. <laughs> so fast forward to Peel's throat slice. Ooh, Villanelle yeah. does that. She's like, you want to watch? And he's oh, like, fuck yeah, yeah baby. I want to watch, baby. And she's like, watch your own murder, ho. So And, and she cut that eyes. Now, it took me four watches. because It took me the first watch. <laughs> it took me four watches to notice. <laughs> And that was like, besides the neck, not really talking like I really wanted it to. It I saw spoke. the blood. I was like, eyes avert, because that's sort of how I get. Oh, right. I was like, watch this motherfucker bleed out. <laughs> Miss Sandri rise up. And I did see that he smiled on that first viewing. And I was like, ew. So this is totally a callback to the deleted scene yes. with Constantine, where she remembered a murder from a year ago, where she drowned a twin who smiled on the way out. And uh, same energy. Yeah. Same fucking energy. And the fact that she called them before the murder happened was like, yo, this is kind of dope that she could know. Like, she feels like she's a good profiler. knows her psychopath, which is why I still refuse to accept some of the stuff I've read online about Eve. But, you know, we'll save that for the snack episode because we will literally never finish this episode if we get into our tangent of like shit we read post the finale that has us feeling some ways. So let's try to move past the Peely Mansion and oh right. So we're, we're not past it. We're not past yeah. it. They're still in it. So she slits that bitch throat. Eve is like, oh, we should also mention as she's going over to Peel, like she gets up and walks. Eve, the the distressed villanelle we hear in the trailer, it happens at that moment. It's Eve. And I think that she was verifiably distressed that Villanelle could be circling around to her to stab her in the gut one time. Cause she was like, Villanelle? Villanelle? And then I was like, chill, chill, babe. I'm just, I'm cutting him. That's what I'm doing. And he's going to watch. Dick. And of, and of course, her knife is, her blade is like three times longer than Eve's letter opener. <laughs> She's like, well. I would like to think she know how to stab. But she, it doesn't even matter how long it is because it was a it was a throat slash. So you even got to go, go deep with it. You just got to, it has to be sharp. Like end to end. Oh, and sharp it was. By the same time, I'm just sort of like, Villanelle, I think you should have held him there longer. Like you could have got a good... 15 to 20 seconds unless she was watching the eyes too and was like oh he he went faster than i expected because with the suffering it's like you watch the the light in the eyes shrink 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 into nothing it probably depends on the way i mean that's acting and i suppose how thespians try to like make the light shrink from their eyes i don't really know but i just feel like from a directing standpoint from a creative standpoint the scene would have felt more creepy and like cool to me had she let it linger like, if he was smiling, but, like, let it linger. Like, the blood is coming out. Because, spoiler alert, 
people out there who don't remember, we got a lot of blood, just like water. There's a lot of it in there. Yes. If you cut open a major artery, what it will look like will be unpleasant. It will be super unpleasant. It's like if you've ever seen a shitty accident and you're like, I'm traumatized, I'm upset. I never wanted to see this kind of blood on the floor. Yeah, that's because humans fucking leak like a fucking sieve. You poke a hole in us and oh, there we go. And so, no, I just wanted it to be more gruesome. It's fucking peel. It's peel. I only got blood for Raymond. And by blood, I mean blood spray. Right. The it fantastic spray. blood spray that happens during a fucking passionate murder. But yeah, no, that didn't happen. And so she calls him a dick and Eve freaks out, of course, because she's like, bitch, what the fuck? Like everything's gone to shit. We weren't. This is the, the one shit. thing we were, we were told not to Literally kill him. Literally one thing I was like, I was told by my <laughs> boss was not to kill this dude. And this is what you just fucking did right. after blowing our cover right. for apparently no reason. And of course, uh, Billy's, well, Villanelle's like, well, I mean, I did have a reason. I mean, but I didn't really mean to blow the cover. I mean, it's just such a common word versus last episode. How am I supposed to use it in a sentence? That's because she's a whole lie. She's a whole lie. How can I use gentleman in a sentence? And then she's like, gentleman, it's so common, Eve. I tell you, I I use gentleman all the time, every day, six times a day. I promise you. And then, of course, she's trying to reassure her, like, look, the guy, this guy with his resources, with his reach, there was no way we were going to get away from him. This was the only thing to do. Yeah, because Eve is like, why did I come here? She was like, to save me. <laughs> and you did. <laughs> Girlfriend, thank you so much. She's like, but, but there's armed men outside. And and I mean, she's like, but don't worry, I'll take care of Ugh, you. This is so fucked up because as I'm reliving this in my head, it was like the start of like happy feels for me, but I should have known. I was like, if they're stacking up your happy feels, Candace, it's because they wish to rip it from you, yeah. rip it from your fucking grasp and before the episode is did. over. And this was the fucking start. I was like, caretaking Villanelle. Is that what's happening here? We're getting caretaking Villanelle. That's what's happening. She's being super considerate, super careful about the fact that you are out here on display, on blast with Carolyn and that you're freaking the fuck out and that you're not used to all of these, um, what's the phrase I wanna use? Heightened moments of stimulation because to be sure, it's kinda like being in war. If it's the first time, and I'm talking about this, like I've been to war, I've not. There was a time, you guys, I was like Air Force, maybe, cause I like to fly in planes, but that didn't happen. But my brother has been overseas and I think it's like the difference between like you're a rookie army person or military person and then you're you're a veteran and how are you going to respond to stimuli when you're when you're out there for the first time and there's gunshots going off and shit's a mess and you might freeze you might just be in the back you might cry all kind of things might happen by the time you're on your third tour unfortunately you're probably a little fucking dead inside you're like whatever yeah. I'm so traumatized I'm so used to this shit it don't even phase me son bomb over here bomb over there I'm gooch I'm not gonna flip out until I get home and I'm not around all of this adrenaline stimuli because this is what I'm used to now. This is what's home. And I feel like that's Villanelle. She's so used to the chaos and just doing what she wants for however many years. She's just like, this is this is home for me. Eve, relax. Look, look, babe, I'm going to take care of everything. It's fine. I know you feel a little weird. I know everything's going wild. I know everything's spinning. And Eve still is sort of like, and she eventually got a slap a hoe. And that's like hiccups. <laughs> she said, yeah, she that's said, what she said. She said. She's like, oh, well, it gets worse. Well, how can it get worse? Well, were any of the guards uh, short with red hair? No. Were any of the guards Why? a little pesky ginger? <laughs> like, oh, She's well, like, oh, no reason, no reason. Well, no reason. Uh, well, actually, there is a reason. Well, you know, there's this guy from 12. He he doesn't like me very much. Uh, and he's here. Oh, she's like, oh, and now on top of this, uh, uh, besides Peel's guards, the 12 is here? So she's, she's, yeah. Well, now you know why I use the safe word. Even though I use it all the time and it's not a real emergency. 
And yeah, I mean, because she didn't really use the safe word like it was an emergency. I feel like she used the safe word because she realized she had to craft a new a new escape plan. She was like, okay, I was willing to write out this Billy shit up until what, tomorrow, the day after the fact. But now that I see motherfucking Raymond is gonna be here at 12 o'clock, update, okay, I need to get even here and we need to fucking improvise. We need to fucking freestyle that fucking shit like freestyle what we gonna do what we gonna do and that's what it was she was like i gotta get my girl in here so we can fucking freestyle eve wasn't ready she she was not prepared she was not on the the dual way of the bug it was a one-sided bug situation she ain't fucking know and she's a mess eve is a shitty field spy so can we really be relying upon her skills for field work no the answer is no spoiler no and so it's interesting that we have this situation where villanelle is doing her best to be reassuring she's giving you know, multiple points of physical contact to calm a bitch down, which is always super necessary when you're trying to calm someone down. And Eve, Eve, Eve. She's doing her, <laughs> listen, her life is getting messier by the minute. No, you know what? You know what? You are right. Because if we just look at the past two weeks for this bitch, it's been a fucked up two weeks. When we just look at what has transpired, because how much time is how much time do we think has passed since That's the stab? What we, need. we need a timetable. I don't think of. it's been more than two to three weeks from the stab. Right. This season was probably Tops. two, three, right. Three two weeks, to three weeks, right? Say. So less than a month since the stab. So realistically, a lot of shit has been going down for Eve that got her mentals all messed up. Her husband's gone out the paint. She was on her knees. And then <laughs> she was in the BDSM. She had to deal with whatever missionary style BDSM, which seems like it's oxymoronic, but hey. Maybe that's what the heads do. I don't fucking know. But she was like, hey, shit's going down. Murder. I'm seeing dead bodies. I'm seeing my marriage go down. I'm seeing fucking Gemma. That shit's pissing me off. She's not stable. She's not on stable ground. Which is why Martin was like, bitch, get off the case. Bitch, recuse yourself from what's happening because you are not in a place to be doing anything spy related, let alone with fucking Villanelle. You are completely compromised and you have no idea what is right and what is wrong. And she was like, uh, thank you. But fuck this shit, I'm out. I'm not taking your advice because she doesn't take anyone's advice. But then she gets mad when everything goes wrong. Eve, how does that work? <laughs> well, I mean, if you were to tell her that to her face, you would leave her on red because she would have no answer for it. Oh, you. yeah. You know, I leave that bitch on red all the time. All the time. I'd be like, girl, you ever heard of masturbation? <laughs> you should try it. Try it. <laughs> I mean, I was on the Alone. bottom. I was on the bottom of my husband and I just felt like I need to be on top for that night. So I climbed on top of Sleeping Hugo. Also, I would like to note, just real quick, because this comes up again for me later later on in the episode, is that Eve is ultimately pretty chill with murder in front of her eyes. Like, there was a visceral reaction for Bill, but I think that's because she knew Bill, and Bill was her fucking friend, and she, she just wanted to hang out with him some more and talk shit about her husband. But when we see, you know, she sees Peel murdered, and to be sure, while it wasn't gruesome enough for me, it was still fairly gruesome. Like, watching someone bleed from... The neck is pretty intense. My mom nearly passed out watching me bleed from the knee that one time I thought I could marry Poppins off the roof. Yes, that's a true story. So how is it that Eve sees a bitch's throat slit and she's like, oh my God, what's my boss going to think? Like, let's just recall that in actual reality, humans have whole other responses to those kind of stimuli. Uh Literally, they're catatonic. They can't fucking move. Remember that story we, I was telling you about for the, the medical thing where the guy had a bug crawl in his ear and all he could do was scream? Did I not tell you that? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, I think that was someone else. So quick side note, quite side street, was that I love to watch just like science things. And there was this um, 
a documentary about just like emergency stories that are really like weird. Bug. Right. So it's emergency stories that are weird. And one of the wildest cases that doctors have had, and this was one where a guy came in and he was just screaming at the top of his lungs every 10 to 15 second interval and like really high pitched, like a girl screaming. He was like a bigger dude. And they just, they were perplexed what was going on. He was in the hospital. He was there with his wife. She didn't know. She just said he suddenly woke up and this started happening. He's been like basically catatonic except for the scream since then. They're doing all these tests, yada, yada, yada. They don't know what's going on. It's really putting everyone on edge because he's screaming at this high pitched, you know, ever so often. And come to find out after doing a bunch of tests, there was a, there was a bug that crawled into his fucking ear. And I'm just going to say, and I'm sorry to everyone out there listening right now. It was a fucking roach. And I just want to say that no. I, look, I just, the reason why it got me fucked up because I was like, yo, what kind of insect would be that kind of fuck shit insect to go inside your ear and set up shop? I don't feel like a spider. I feel yeah, like spiders no. are too intelligent for that. Spiders got other plants. I'm like, I got a web. I'm going to do this over here. I'm going to try to eat some flies. But a roach, a roach feels like existentially, that's the type of bug that'll fuck you over. Right. So the roach got up in his motherfucking ear was moving around in the motherfucker's eardrum. And he was so scared. He was so freaked out that all he could do was scream every time it moved. And until they removed it from his ear, he was like, thank you so much. I literally, I did not even know I had this paralyzing, actual paralyzing fear of bugs. I mean, although I think that would happen to anyone if something gets in your ear, uh, like, yeah. I'm just done, turn me off, it's over. But yeah, that, that was a... Uh... Oh, <laughs> That's my side no. story. That's my side story. Sorry for all the people. I just freaked out with it. But I also like to spread my terror that I experience with as many people as I can, just so I'm not alone, suffering with the knowledge of what can happen. And also, if you ever come across someone randomly screaming like that, it could be a bug in the air. So the more you know. The Rainbow. The more you know. But yeah, that was my thing is that Eve doesn't, she didn't get shook up. She's not, it's kind of like Gabriel. Do you know what I mean? Like where was the visceral empathetic reaction that Gabriel's dead 12-year-old body no, nothing. Oh, wait, Zero. remember all those screeners? It was like, oh, this bone-chilling murder is going to happen in the first episode. Like, really? Is it bone-chilling? I didn't feel bone. I wasn't that connected to the character to really oh, feel Oh, you know like... what? And they also said it was going to be like a, a, a cool, a big cool death. And I'm like, is that is that Raymond? Look, I just need for one of the production people at Killing Eve to just have a lunch with someone who worked on Hannibal because all I want to say is that you can up the fanciness of your kills. Like, that's something mm-hmm. you can do. Return us back to the glory days of Amsterdam, if you could so please. <sighs> and so um, I'm ready to move on. Billy now. Villanelle walks out. She has a plan. She's like, <clears throat> tell Mrs. Leary that uh, Aaron is in a meeting in the dining room and he acts not to be disturbed. I'm going shopping and I'm taking a maid with me. And she, she beckons to the maid. Which is Eve <laughs> looking angry. Uh, and she's like, oh, you're such. She's like, you're a dick because... <laughs> It was pretty dickish. It was like, you know, party girl, super entitled, I'm an asshole kind of dickishness. And Villanelle just fell right into it. But she was playing Billy. She was right. just doing a part. And she's like, yeah, it's not my fault, though. You're dressed as a maid. It's not my fault you chose this outfit, but you look cute. And I was like, oh, right. but I should have known. I should have known. I was like, bitch, why are you getting sucked in by the cuteness, bitch? You know what these fucking writers about to do. But look at you being hopeful and shit like a stupid hoe. That was me. A oh. stupid, hopeful hoe. You know those clowns? For a part of this episode. Okay, I'm going to get one of those clown pictures with all the clowns. This was oh, yeah, we joined in the... the we in the clown committee, What did you call them the other day? Crazy clown posse? Like, yeah, we all we are. Mm-hmm. are there with each other. 
which, you know, and it's not that I can't see logic. It's not that I can't see the writing on the wall because I can. And that was kind of what was partially frustrating is that I predicted a lot of it. I just wanted other things. Yeah. I just wanted a different route. And I can still be perfectly fine and happy with this route, depending on what happens. I was just like, oh, them going on the run together would have been super cool. But that's not what we get, guys. Not, not even close. All. Not even close. So where are we? Oh, this is Eve uh, storming down because Billy Villanelle took her wig off. She's like, so where are we going? She's like, I don't know where we're going, but I'm going back to the hotel because I have to get those tapes. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. This is the first of Eve shirking Villanelle off her person. And I was like, yes. stop that. Yeah. That's hurting her feelings and it's hurting mine. Yes. It was definitely <laughs> do hurting it. my feelings. I was like, why did they write her to be unlikable? This I was. I not- mean, you know, I'm going to get into that later, but I actually think Eve is extremely unlikable to everyone but Villanelle. And the fact that she seems to think she's some paragon of virtue is, wow. Delusions! I mean, you out here thinking Villanelle's delusional, but look at you, girl. You was a whole-ass lie to yourself. To yourself, you're lying to yourself. Ugh. So that's the beginning of the shirks, where she's like, don't be touching me. I gotta go. You don't understand. People have died. This can't be for nothing. What the fuck? And I left Hugo bleeding on the floor. Like, well, like but, you care. But you left him. <laughs> exactly. That this was the a decision that you, that you decided to do. Right. You decided to do that. I could have waited an extra five minutes for you to arrive to Peel's mansion because I actually was in immediate danger. But maybe if you would have listened in a little while longer. Exactly. But she acted in her. She was being impulsive because maybe she should have tried to get some additional intel. Like, oh, was it? Is it? Is do I hear a sound? Is there violence? Like she was like, Villain! Hugo, oh my God. And she just ran the fuck out. She wasn't even trying to see nothing. But Villanelle is still being her like accommodating self. She's out here motherfucking trying to comfort a hoe, trying to be like, hey, it's okay. She gives a few reasons just to be like, yo, it doesn't matter though. None of this matters. It doesn't care. And side note, why does it matter? Why does it matter? As I was saying to you earlier, Eve doesn't care about saving the world because you said some shit about saving the world. I'm like, since when did Eve indicate that she cares about saving the world? That was Elena. Elena Elena cares about saving the world. Elena's the romantic. At no point in time has Eve been like, you know what keeps me up at night? Just the idea that I might save some bitches one day. (laughs) No, Eve got bodies, indirect bodies on her because she's so obsessed and singularly fixated on Villanelle. What crime did you solve, girl? Who did you help? Is that rhetorical? I think I was waiting for an answer, but I don't think you have an answer. So I let's mean, just she make it rhetorical. Nobody but herself. She was like, oh, I think that whatever's happening here, that they're all connected. And it was a woman. She found out it was a woman. She was like, yes, I'm right. It feels but it was, good but to there be was right. No, but there was no, no payoff. No. There's no payoff outside of I was right. Yeah. And it's just sort of like, what justice doth you seek, <laughs> Eve? Who will be brought to justice, especially when you are part of an organization that is just as shady as the 12? Just as fucking shady. What, what moral ground do you have to stand on, ho? Where is it? Uh, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't get her high and mighty. I, don't I really don't. All. I really don't understand. Unless we're just supposed to say that Eve is completely delusional as well at this point. That she is on some faux righteousness that she believes. But she's been deluded the entire time. Uh, so Villanelle, after calling Eve out for being sassy, is like, look... All right, fine, whatever. I'm going to get a car and then like five minutes. I'm going to meet you at the bottom of the hotel. She says, okay. She acquiesces. That was her version of a compromise. She was like, you're being super annoying trying to care about these tapes. (sighs) Okay. Okay. You win. I feel like that's her saying you win. I will do what you want. I will go get us a car. I will be a good wifey. Because that's absurd. Let me just go get a car. Let me just get a car. Let me just go get a car. While you go get these tapes. Like, what? But Villanelle says it. She's like, I'm going to go get a fucking car, bitch. I'm going to be out in front of the hotel. In five fucking minutes. See you soon. The minute she said see you soon, I was like, oh, these bitches not going nowhere together. They're not going nowhere together. It's all going to go bad. Can we bring up that with all of the 
hot messiness of this day. Eve at no point brings out, oh, well, yeah, I did mention that Hugo was lying on the floor bleeding, but I didn't tell you that someone broke into the room with a gun and was trying to murk what was in it, but couldn't find me because I was hiding under the bed. I guess she implies that when she is in, when they're still in Peel's mansion and she's like, there's masked men. Like, there's masked men. Like, what are we going to do? And she's like, I'll take care of it, babe. It's fine. And I'm like, oh, look at assassin girlfriend swinging into action. And Eve is still like, ah, 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 I'm on sensory overload. I'm freaking out. Everything's going wrong. I can't believe this. What's happening in my life? I'm in a tailspin and I don't know what to do. And she says, you know what would be a great idea for me to return to that place where I almost died? Not and the get best some idea. Tapes. That was... And Villanova was like, what no <laughs> and i'm gonna argue this is like the beginning of eve's excessive deludedness because girl what was you going back for for what for what and then my whole thing is you get the recordings now what now what right what that mean what that mean are we really supposed to assume that if you hand delivered or rather through oration explained to carolyn and her boss what peel was up to See, that they like wouldn't I believe you that they would be like well we don't have evidence we don't have the actual audio evidence so we can't do anything about this that's some bullshit it's mi6 it's spy shit how is this reality the Terrence? whole mission should have been a flag for her but she she wasn't thinking about that she wasn't thinking about that at all so here she goes back into the hotel. She's like, hmm, I don't see that note I put down in case of help my friend because he's been shot upstairs. She runs upstairs and she's like, there's no body. There's no blood. You know but- what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know what? <laughs> I'm laughing to myself because that's all a bitch had. I mean, truly, like really and truthfully, that's all a bitch had. Like when you think about it, like all she had was those recordings. <laughs> like that's all she has to cling to, to be like, I was maybe doing something that could possibly be seen as right or good or normal or what was supposed to happen. When she knows, girl, you just had those, those bug sex O's. Literally, it couldn't have been six hours ago. That she was like, morning, morning. Literally, it wasn't that long ago. Not at all. It really fucking wasn't. And here you are, super pressed to go back to the hotel. Like, like, like this life matters. Like, you actually have a job. Because, let's just keep it. Like we said before, Eve should be fired. I'm curious. She should be done. So how did this door get restored? Because the door was kicked down when they broke into Carolyn! this apartment. Carolyn! <laughs> but that's not a flag She's a super Eve. spy. To say, hey, she'll make no sense. She don't. She doesn't recognize <laughs> she nothing. She used her car key she to doesn't... open the door. Like everything was just normal. Yo, the bed was made. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> Carolyn had her fucking cleanup squad make the bed. I swear, she's and such I a guess they fixed G. the door too. That's what I'm. Just they did everything they had to do. They was like, make it look like we was never here because we yep. never were. Just like later on when Eve was like, I thought you were supposed to be in Rome. She's like, bitch, I'm not. I'm right. not in Rome. I'm, I'm at home right Rome. now. <laughs> Next question. So. Yeah, Eve is back at the crib looking for stuff and nothing's there. And, and it's not like, like no. a, it's a second and a half. It's she's about a second. She, no. she doesn't even have time to scream. She sits down for a second. And it's like, and she's like, <laughs> okay. And I'm like, yeah, that for sure is Carolyn. That's absolutely Carolyn. So she looks through the people. I'm like, well, if someone wanted to shoot you, if they shot through the door as you were peeking, you would have been dead. But you know, whatever. But if someone wanted to shoot her, they wouldn't have knocked. I know. Well, yeah. You're Maybe right. she used her half a brain cell for that because that. That, that doesn't make no sense. If someone wants you dead, you're just dead. Look at Hugo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you out the pain, girl. You, you're not a real spy. You're not Villanelle. They just got you. See, this episode would have been a lot shorter if that first guy, instead of ringing or oh, while well, trying to open the door by force, if he'd have just knocked and let her open it. <laughs> so Carolyn, you know, she lets herself in ultimately because it's like, well, let's chat. And of course, you know, we get the line of, well, why are you in Rome? She's like, I'm not. 
<laughs> like, how do you tell someone with a straight face that you're not literally where you literally are right now? And it's like, oh, okay, okay. I mean, this is kind of weird, too, as I keep harping on for this particular episode. But it's a wrap-up episode, and I've not been really super critical in that way for Killing Eve, so I can bring it out a little bit. Eve, Eve, Eve. You work for MI6. <laughs> Do you really not expect a dodgy boss on some level who is lying to you or not being completely honest with you on some level, given the fact that it's a government job? It's a spy job. How are you shook? How are you surprised by Carolyn's dodginess? The bitch been dodgy since you met her. The bitch been on some shit since you met her. And now you're shocked. You're shocked. You're like, well, what, what does this mean, Carolyn? You had your own plans? <laughs> it's like, yo... You're such a fucking egotistical bitch. You really thought it was just your plan. You really thought that? You really thought this whole time it was you? You were doing that? You your were leading that? Your plan seems oh, to be dear. working. But even, even if you would take one iota to think about the fact that there's CCTV footage that Kenny stumbled upon in the Russian prison of your girlfriend and your boss having a one-on-one, it's like... Hello, there's stuff to discuss and wonder. Why is there blind trust here? There shouldn't be. Yes, she, she blind spoke trust you down. For Carolyn? Yeah, there oh. should not be. At least that's I don't what think there's blind trust, but there's that's no... where Eve is inconsistent because she doesn't trust Carolyn, obviously, in a real way because she never tells Carolyn that she stabbed Villanelle. Like, she right. tells Kenny. But at the same time, she trusts Carolyn to be honest. <laughs> right. That, that's I, was, I was like, what? About the mission. On? Like, where are your skills of deduction, girl? You've been so wrapped up in Villanelle, you just, all your skills of deduction are just for the ghost and for Villanelle, for no one else and for Peel. It's just, you, you have no space to be inquisitive about your fucking boss. And of course, Carolyn was mostly concerned with the fact that whether or not Eve was the one who killed Aaron Peel versus You saw that as Villanelle. most concerned? I just saw that as curiosity. Um, I did not see that as concern. Maybe curiosity. Because <laughs> after she found out it was, she was like, well, mm. Well, I guess, I mean, it could work. I mean, <laughs> I just think she would have been like, oh, did you level up to the murder already? Because for sure, the way Eve progresses into the murder, the whole episode moves very fast. I think that that's part of the issue with her and Villanelle later on is that it's all very rushed. And then when the manipulation comes into play, it gets even more complicated. Because, and that seems to me, further proof that Carolyn was profiling Eve as some sort of potential non-neurotypical, whether it's psychopathy, sociopathy, scale, who knows. But she was just sort of like, oh, did you do it? Right. Was like, it you? Because you're totally in that space. I'm not Villanelle, but I see it. Of course not. Yeah, okay, She's like, no, of course not. And it's like, really, Eve? Really? 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 Of course of course not. I think course is a little too much. And after she asks about Peel, you know, Eve starts to talk about Villanelle being in danger because she's like, well, I went in and da-da-da. Cam's like, oh, was it you? And she's like, no, no, of course not. What the fuck do you mean? And she's like, well, good, bitch. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I mean, actually, this is what we wanted <laughs> from the get-go. It was hardly a problem for us, is it? If the 12 murders or assassinates Aaron. And she's like, we didn't, but the 12 didn't. It was Villanelle working for us, Carolyn. And she was like, oh, was she, was she working for us? Because I do remember Jess pointing out to you that there wasn't a single <laughs> piece of paperwork to prove any right. of what you're saying. And she's like, wait. And she's starting to put it together in her head. She's like, wait. So I've been played. Him I've been bamboozled. <laughs> and it's like, bitch, you just figured this the fuck out. But wow. of course, in Carolyn's way, she's like, well, I mean, I didn't want him dead. I actually specifically told you not to kill him. She was like, for the purpose of my drone recording at this time, I actually said, no, don't kill him. End recording. But, you know, like, because I fully believe Carolyn got some fucking Wakanda drones oh, out mm -hmm. there. They're hidden in plain sight with vibranium technology and she just be watching what the fuck you do all the time. 
Yeah, here goes Eve being all defensive. Um, no, this is more than uncomfortable. This is a setup. And then she's like, well, I mean, but all this was your plan. Like, none of this would have been possible if not for you. Yeah, because Eva's like, this feels like a setup. And she's like, how'd that be? How'd that be? When you did everything you wanted to do, girl, I was just here for the ride. This was like a devil's advocate. What was that? Keanu Reeves? Whatever that movie was. Where it was like, mm. With Al Pacino? Yeah. That's, del- that's devil's advocate. Yeah, so she's like, oh, so I'm the reason why I'm here. Like, I'm, but it can't be me because I'm high But also, mighty. Carolyn told no lies. Eve literally accomplished all the things she set out to accomplish just because she was not able to deduce that there were puppet master hands on her strings. Uh, and again, I mean, it goes back to the hubris of everybody in the goddamn episode yep. is that her ego is so huge and she's a narcissist too that she simply could not conceive of the fact that she was being manipulated. She actually thought she was manipulating Villanelle. But as I've said before, I don't know how she thought she was manipulating Villanelle when literally it hasn't been a thing since her and Villanelle were in the same room. It's been the other way. And every time she's vocalized to Carolyn, well, as long as Villanelle thinks she's in control, well, as long as I'm doing this and she says as a Constantine, I'm always like, bitch, where? Like, where is that control at? <laughs> bitch, you don't got no control you haven't had control since you did the cheat cup you literally have had zero fucking control zero fucking control every single time she says that i'm like i wonder if you doing well, whatever you want right now makes you think that you're in i control. mean is she really <laughs> mad at the end because villanelle's a better manipulator because she was really out there trying to manipulate villanelle and it seemed like she mostly got mad that she was manipulated the most by everybody else and yes. she didn't know she was like i didn't even have a clue wow 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 am i as smart as i think i am Maybe not. I mean, she's a control freak, though. So I just think Eve in general, not making decisions or feeling like she's making decisions. Like, bitch, you are the same as Villanelle. You literally just said a bitch will go along with it as long as she thinks she's in control. Bitch, you was profiling yourself. You was giving the cliff notes to Carolyn for your fucking self. As long as a bitch thinks she's in control, you can control a bitch. And now you're mad. You're mad that someone fucking managed you the same way you were trying to manage Villanelle. How does that hypocrisy work, Eve? How does it work? If we anyway, can laugh at I'm getting Hugo, ahead of myself. If we can again. laugh at Hugo being taken advantage of in the bedroom by a woman because he seems to do that to women, why would we suddenly think that we would be on your side when you're over here trying to control who your girlfriend and then you find out that you were being controlled all along? That was your MO and it got used against you. So you just feel away. You're pressed. But I'm not on your side. You're pressed and you acted <laughs> funny style. Like, this is the government. This is the U.S. government, bitch. We have the actual verifiable context of history and the most ridiculous wars in the fucking, quote unquote, Middle East for the past 15 years, bitch. All kinds of corruption, all kinds of bullshit, fucking, mur- fucking murder, fucking torture, fucking fucked up shit. We're violating constitutions. We're violating fucking laws. We're doing all kinds of human rights disasters. And here's this bitch like, Wow, Carolyn lied to me. Carolyn, <laughs> Carolyn fucking lied. What? Because Carolyn's like, yo, bitch, it was never going to be bloodless. Where you been at? Have you read a history book? Do you know what it is we do here? This is Britain. Can Britain with like the bloodiest fucking history right. of any goddamn empire that's ever existed the in the history of the modern why world. why a lot of nations today even fucking have a. Independence Days. Like, just... Like, how are you, like, the soul? <laughs> like, one of these soul, like, everybody's celebrating being emancipated from your <laughs> reach as a, as a nation. And it's like, okay, you know what? It's Whatever. like some shit I saw on the internet one time where, like, I don't know if it was a Twitter thread or what, but it was some random Brit vocalizing, why does everyone hate the British? And someone was like, did you read a history book? Like, (laughs) have you read? There are verifiable reasons for every other country in the UK to hate you, as well as all these other countries in the world, say for like 12, the 12 you did not invade. But everybody else got beef. It should be all sight for life for Britain, really. 
And of course, Carolyn's trying to help Eve put things in perspective. She's like, okay, stop feeling like you were taking advantage of her, like you're some pawn. This isn't cops and robbers. And it's She's like, like, you know what to do? You know what it is, girl? Why are you playing? <sighs> and she's she's like, look, bitch, you got a noose around your damn neck, and I'm offering to take that fucking shit off. What's good? And this is after, I believe, she says that she's basically like, you'll get over it. Like, you're upset right. now, but you'll get over it. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Back to England. And Eve was like, I'm not going anywhere with you. I'm never going anywhere with you. And she was like, oh, well. That's a shame because here I am trying to help you. You have fucked yourself over. People out here trying to kill you. I'm trying to help you get out of that. But actually, if you want to stay here, I'm cool with that too. I'm good. I sleep like a baby either fucking way. She definitely does. And then Eve tries to get a last jab in like, oh, well, Carolyn, (laughs) you think you're going to sleep so well? Well, guess what? As soon as I get back, I'm going to tell Kenny. I'm going to tell Kenny everything you did. And she was like, shorty, he in the car downstairs. He already (laughs) knows. We're going to get cheese puffs after this. What do you mean? He's my kid. He knows how dodgy I am. He been new. The whole family dodgy, girl. We all got level 10 clearance. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and then Eve was just sitting there like, <laughs> right. like well, sucks teeth. That was, that was all she I was had. She was mad. She was like, that's literally all I had. You've left me on red and you're going to leave me in this room, evidently. And I feel like that's why Villain had to come out the car because Eve was just... <laughs> right, just sitting <laughs> there just sitting her there, feelings. Like, she was in her feelings. Like, she was so tight. She was like, what I'm going to do? What I'm going to do? I said I don't five know. minutes. I don't fucking know. This is like, it's been 10 minutes. Villain like, on the car like, on? bitch, I said... Girl, what the fuck going up in there? You dead? You dying? And that's why she grabbed a gun. And that's a curse right there. And honestly, I'm going to call this like a long wave Constantine strap block because he really did do that. He, he did. really did strap block a bitch from miles away from wherever the fuck he was on them stairs. He was like, I still got it, bitches. I still got it because that's what the fuck happened. That's what happened. So at the same exact time of Eve entering this hotel room and no, entering the hotel at all. And going upstairs and noticing no body, no blood, and that the doors are paired. You have Villanelle kind of scouring the streets, testing a few door handles. There's a convertible here and there. And she's just trying to see, well, what door's open? Maybe she, she, she's not in the mood to hotwire a car or anything. She gets to one door, and she notices that the, the alarm beeps to the door, so it unlocks. And it opens. And she's like, well, why did... Why who, the fuck did that just happen? Who did... And she looks up the hill, and she notices... Lo and behold, somebody who has no business in Rome. And it's Constantine on, on the steps. Constantine. And she's like, hi. She's like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, fancy meeting you here in Rome, bitch. What the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, oh, you know. <laughs> he's like, ha, 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 ha. you know, I knew you were up to some fuck shit. And he's like, yeah, um, so money, <laughs> a gun. I'm just here to help you out to do my last daddy thing that I can do for you because I'm about to peace out the shits. So a uh, sudden urge for Italian cuisine. Is that what brought you here, Constantine? He's like, oh, no, other <laughs> stuff. Other stuff brought me here. Like, you know, the fact that your little plan, actually, it's part of a bigger plan that you don't even know is being orchestrated to just, like, do what we want. You know, he's like, you got to take the car. You got to fucking go. And she's like, oh, great. I'm going to go get Eve real quick. And then we're going to go. And he's, he's like, oh, slow it down. Bitch, did I say get Eve? I said, take the <laughs> car and the money and the gun and go. And she's like, you bugging. You tripping. We both got to go. We got to get the fuck out of here because she's, she's hit the fucking van. And he's like, but did it, though? But did it hit the fan? And she's like, okay. What do you mean? Because they didn't want me to kill Peel. And I did. Mm-hmm. So now we got to go, right? He's like, um, yeah, that thing. Um, Because he mentions about Raymond. He's like, got to get the fuck out of here. 12 coming for your ass. Raymond. And she's like, Raymond's not here. Raymond. <laughs> uh, he doesn't know where I am. And he's like, actually. Oh, he and does. he does that Constantine laugh. That yeah. fucking, 
obnoxious but adorable Constantine Lavery's like, (laughs) (laughs) that's funny, bitch. Actually, yes. Yes, he is here. And you know how I know? Because Carolyn. Carolyn told me that shit. And matter of fact, I gave Carolyn, and he didn't say this, but I'm just reading into it, that when we were talking before about him giving Carolyn information we weren't privy to, connection to the 12. Whoever the fuck runs Raymond. Whoever the fuck Raymond talks to, whoever the fuck Raymond reports to, I believe that Constantine gave that contact information to Carolyn. And Carolyn was like, we both have a problem, Villanelle. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to use Villanelle because Villanelle is currently obsessed with my agent and my agent is obsessed with her. So what we're going to do is we're going to finagle the obsession to get them in this area. Then y'all could do what you want to do. As long as I get what I want, Mm -hmm. you guys can get what you want. And then we can go our separate ways and be at each other's throats on another day when it matters. But it matters not today. What matters for me is getting what I need. Aaron Pill dead. Potentially a USB stick no one mentioned because, hey, apparently you can just kill you can just kill a technology person and not take nothing from the I don't not even a hard drive. I mean, not it, even it, a hard drive. Really? Really? I, I don't I can't really? make this make sense. I personally can't. They didn't take nothing. There not even a USB stick in the script. Yo, I would have had shit to lie to Carolyn. Like I would have lied to that hoe. I'd have been like, oh, really, Carolyn? Look at this floppy disk. I know this floppy disk is old as shit. But you know why? <laughs> it's because it's a disguise. It's not a, just a floppy disk. It's a fucking super drive. And he's got all his shit on here, Carolyn. And if you want this shit, you better do what I say. Although she probably should be right there and be like, yo, give me that give me that floppy disk. It's mine. But I would have lied. I would have gaslit the fuck out of Carolyn. I'm like, well, yeah. you know what? You took the spy gear. But what you didn't know, what you didn't hear is what Peel said to me before Villanelle killed him. So I got this super secret thing right here. So if you that, want it, that's you us stop. hoping that Eve would think quick on her feet. And unfortunately, she's not a quick thinker like that. She's, she's not. If she was, she would have frisked Villanelle at the house. But yeah. she, she ain't that quick. What's the point? Like, <laughs> I'm so mad at that. Eeyore. Oh. oh my god, that's a perfect that's a perfect comparison, mm. Eeyore. And so, you know, Villanelle with the realization that yeah, she about to get be played by someone she thought was one of her ride or dies or whatever. She's like, mm. he's like, Well, it wasn't my dick. She's like, hmm. Well, it ne- it never is, is it? Hmm. And uh she was not going with him. And Yo hold up. I don't know if you were about to pass it or if I was just getting caught up in my feels because the way Constantine spoke to her about family was unnecessary. That you was had to rude. do You had to do my Villanelle like that. You had to do it like that. You had to do it like that, Constantine. That was because rude. a bitch got to get rejected twice. She literally has to get rejected twice by the only humans in the world at this time that she thinks feels a way, even a modicum of a way about her that cares, that is a friend, that is someone she can call on rely on, depend on in some capacity. Constantine actually said to that bitch's face when she was like, you choosing a family over me? He's like, yeah, cause you ain't family, ho. Like that's, that's the point that you are not my family. You are not my blood. And I'm always saying this kudos to Jodie Comer, but her micro acting was fantastic here because that slight change between her saying like, oh, well, I wouldn't fucking know, would I? Cause my family's fucking dead. And then, you know, prior to that when Constantine's like, you ain't my fam though, so. And she's like, oh, that hurt little bit but good thing i have my girlfriend waiting in the hotel because i might be really hurt right now i might even stab you potentially but i have this hope of alaska so i'm good right now i'm gonna bite this down real quick but even then when constantine was trying to walk off she was like bitch i'm gonna find your family i'm gonna find you and your family i promise you and constantine says i don't think so but i'm gonna just put it in right now foreshadowing that while villanelle is raging against the machine in season three part of that rage will be to find constantine's oh, family oh i hope so I'm not an advocate of child murder. I'm just saying I wouldn't mind if she killed his wife. Don't kill Adina because I like her, but kill his wife. Why not? 
And why he also give her that one drop kernel of, oh, well, how would I know? Oh, my family was dead. Well, he's like, well, most of them is dead. And he, she's like, what you mean most of them? I assume we're going to get a kernel of that in season three. I just want to say, like, don't make season three all about motherfucking Villanelle's long lost mother or sibling yeah, no, or whatever. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Because there's no faster way to go down <laughs> in the show than to separate the the main sort of conflict and the main entanglement to not be between Villanelle and Eve. Like to just not do that to me destroys the show. It jumps the shark, so to speak, and it's not a good move. So hopefully that's not something they plan to do, but I do think that we will see a family member of Villanelle. And at this point, I can only hope it is to flesh out her past, to give us more information as to why she thinks the way she does and the different definitions she has for things like love or affection or behavior. Like where does, where does this all begin? Because it has to be, I mean, part of the reason why I think these bitches don't end up on the same page at the end of this episode is because they're starting from two different points of right. life. Mm-hmm. Villanelle's basis for normalcy and empathy and kindness and love is a complete different template from Eve, who, regardless so- of her marriage, she's been able to blend. She's been able to exist among this world and appear as a normal, where Villanelle cannot. And part of that, I, I assume, has to do with the fact that her parents were shitty and her home life was shitty. And her examples that she got early on of love and relationships and whatever were all super toxic. And all she has to base her shit off of is the shit she has seen. And most of it has been whack, whack-a-doodle. So here's Villanelle ruminating on all of these things and more in the car, playing in the glove apartment. She's again. She's like, well, it's been five minutes. It's been 10 minutes. Eve has not left this hotel. What is taking so long? She takes the gun and she enters into the hotel. And what does she see as she enters the main level? She sees a dude posing with an ax. It's our favorite ginger, our problematic ginger, the one who put his hands on our beloved Villanelle while she was half dead, choked out in the car after she escaped that uh, maniac, Julian. It's Raymond. It's Raymond and everybody is over it. Well, Villanelle's, she's, I guess she knew it was coming, but we, we were over Who, Villanelle? Villanelle. I think Villanelle was hoping to escape. Wait, Raymond, I think she was just hoping to, like, not pass him. Just, you right. know, do a Cersei on the stairs like oh I'm just walking past this situation and not get caught but unfortunately Eve is just in the fucking hotel being a jackass just thinking about Carolyn Carolyn got over on me I can't believe it she's an actual spy who would have thunk but- so I will put this on Eve this is Eve's fault this whole interaction happens because of Eve had she just collected her thoughts and her feels off the floor and left the hotel and went downstairs and got to the vehicle and they would have just drove away had she never gone back to the hotel period and taken Villanelle's too. word or that just texted Carolyn to be like, yo, send a cleanup crew to the hotel because I'm shooketh and I can't go back there. But there's bug stuff. So, I mean, and she wasn't prioritizing like the tape like she could have pulled because I wasn't looking at the computer stuff. But surely, again, it's got to be a hard drive. Like, what are we doing? Are we right. in 1922? Like, what are we doing? Hard drives. Unplug the hard drive. Like whatever audio recording was was received was not more than and this is me being generous, 30 gigabytes. And that if would that, be really, right. really difficult to do. We'd have to take some really large wave files being created. But that's what we're talking about. Like, what, Eve? <laughs> what? Oh, my goodness. And fucking Villanelle comes the fucking side and she looks stressed. Like, you could tell. She in the car. She like, girl, like, I don't know why this is taking so long. I don't know why you can't just come outside. I don't know why. So let me grab this little teeny tiny gun out of the glove compartment. That's going to fuck me over later. But let me get this gun. Let me get it and go inside and see what I got to do. And Raymond's right there like, hey, ho. And she's like, ugh, 
you are the worst. Right. I mean, ultimately, she did tell Eve before they parted ways besides see you soon was, without me, you'd be dead in five minutes. So more than five minutes passes and there's no Eve. And it's like, well. <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she was like, damn, was I right about that? I hope not. We did not shmang yet. Well, in the fleshy flesh. In the fleshy flesh. In the fleshy flesh. And so I would like to make a correction for myself about the characterization of Raymond because I did say last snack episode or whatever that I didn't think Raymond was a monologuer. I was wrong. I was wrong. And you know what happens (laughs) with monologuers? They fucking die. Monologuers never finish their monologue. If you out there trying to murder, get to the point. Get to the point. Stop saying stories. Stop doing uh, analogies. Euphemisms. Yeah, no, no, no. Ain't nobody know. (laughs) Nobody cares what you've been dreaming of, Raymond. Just get the shit done. But thankfully for us, he's a monologuer. He runs his jibs. A little bit. And that's actually kind of funny, the the talk they have, because, you know, after she says that he's the worst and, you know, she goes on to talk about how long was he standing there, like all dramatic and shit. And I'm like, girl, of all the people to talk about extra and dramatics, you not the one, girl. It's not you. How you going to say to somebody else? Wow. 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 That's so melodramatic what you're doing. Bitch, your whole life is a melodramatic performance. What the fuck do you mean? I thought that was hilarious. And then she's like, you know, you're fucking annoying. And he he responds like, well, you know, I just, I've been waiting so long for this, you know. And this is when they let the other shit drop. Right. The other shit drop. I got a wife. I got kids. I have normalcy that I fucking pretend to do. And it's like, oh. So you on that ghost shit. You on that, I'm masquerading as a normal person, but I'm actually a goddamn sociopath. I would say sociopath for, yeah. for Raymond. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why, but that's where I'm, where I'm feeling it. And I just love that Villanelle interrupts his ass and when he says, oh, my kids, you know, taking my kids. But she's like, oh, your ugly ass kids. I mean, she didn't say that, but she was like, <laughs> was your like, ugly ass kids. They probably like, ugly, aren't they? they are and he was like, true that. Yeah. Did you see my face? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, they are. But also, way to insult your wife, who we've never met. That's rude. But maybe they take after Raymond. I don't know. And then he starts to talk about fucking Eve. He's like, well, you know, before we get to the, the fighting, I wonder where your girl Eve at. Where's Eve? Oh, my God. Where's Eve? Which room is she in? Uh-oh. Can you guess which room she's in? And if you guess wrong. And he goes with that taunting. And I was like, uh, fight on. Uh, <laughs> fight commence. Right, like those are, those are the <laughs> literal fighting words. And of course, you know, he does this thing where, uh, well, Villanelle's like, well, I don't even know why the 12 even sent you. Like, you're you're the nobody of the group. If you're the fixer or whatever, like, you're not the one that comes in and does biddings with people at a table like that. You're not that sophisticated was enough. And that's what we said last episode as well. Like, why, why would it be We Raymond? did say, why would they send Raymond? Like, why, why Raymond? Like, no. And well, I obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but it seemed to me that it gets to him because that's when he puts down the axe. <laughs> that's when he puts down the axe and he's just like, oh, um, what's that you just said to me? <laughs> like, well, and he's like, actually, just because I slum it every now and again, because I like to slum it and kill people, doesn't mean I'm a nobody. I'm a somebody. My and, kids love me. <laughs> well, for me right now, I'm dropping in this prediction that he is an actual number of the 12. I, I got the feeling that he definitely was someone important for a number of reasons that he took personal offense to Villanelle saying that was like oh she got to you and it doesn't seem like people get to you that often two you have a life you have children you have a wife that seems like someone high up who has a vested interest in masquerading in the fucking shit like okay what do you mean you have a wife I was so certain that you only got off off killing people and maybe that's still the case but you have a whole ass wife and then when we actually get to the fucking murder dude is like people are gonna come after you they're gonna fucking rip you apart and everyone you fucking know and love, you're in for it. And so 
All of that makes me assume that Raymond is high up in the 12. And if I'm just going to guess right now, I'm going to say he's an actual number. Yeah, and I'm that's say why people are going to come too. after them because I'm gonna it's in the contract, you know, John Wick style, that if one of the actual 12 gets taken out, mm. full retribution. You know, it's kind of like insurance, but like the opposite. He's like, Hail Hydro, you cut off one head, two more grow in its place. I'm like, well, who are the two heads now? But you just opened up a big window for season three because if an actual number of the 12 is now is now um, incapacitated, is now, uh, you know, decommissioned, that means that there is a vacancy. Now, we can make... that means that. I don't know that that Aww. means that. That's like saying there's a vacancy in the Illuminati, the, the ridiculous <laughs> group that no one is sure exists. Like, you can't just, even if there's a vacancy, even if someone dies, that's not just you. It's a specialized group. What do All you bring right. into the group? What skills do you have? What connections do you have? What is the point? And so I don't think that... I would have to assume that if the 12 exists, they've existed for at least 30 years. Like if Raymond is fucking 55 or 60. Right. As that long they've as existed that hotel's been around. Yeah. Well, that's a random poll. But I'm just going to say for a while. And so if you're, if you're a part of the original founders, if you're one of the actual 12, one of the, the, the ghost heads that sit at the top, if someone murks you, I'm sure there's a contention to say, take out this motherfucker. Like, don't let me get murked in vain. Let me make sure that I leave an impact on the family I murked. And that is... Take them down, take everyone they love. And for me personally, I'm not sure, but I'm thinking that the only person that can really affect at this point besides Nico locked in the, the storage locker is her parents. And I wouldn't care if Eve's parents were murked. I'm not saying that she that her parents deserve to be murked. I'm saying Eve deserves pain. And I would like for her to suffer intensely, intensely in season three. And some of you listeners might be like, Candace, that sounds harsh. Well, it is. But that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at right now is that I want her to feel at least a fraction of the pain that Villanelle was forced to endure. Killer or not. We right. already know how I feel about Villanelle. So it don't matter to me that she's a killer. That's not it. That's not the point. That's not why I'm mad. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, so, yeah. So um, he says the quip about uh, Eve maybe in one of these rooms and what will happen if she guesses wrong. And that was the bell. Ding, ding, ding. And there goes the tackle and the rush and a lot of slamming against some walls fight choreo i mean i uh, this was to me enjoyable i mean you said it took two days to film this i'm like this, this don't look like two days worth of action <laughs> but i said that as well full disclosure and disclaimer that i if you guys couldn't tell i'm a fan of like fights fight choreography not just because i study martial arts but just because i think it's super cool and so it's very rare that we get exceptional fight choreography with women, which is why I was so excited to see John Wick 3 with Halle Berry doing some stuff on there. And just like, you know, I could definitely name every single action movie that's come out that had a bitch flex in any kind of capacity. And so I did like that this gave me some Atomic Blonde vibes. And I just say that because it's one of the most recent examples right. of a smaller framed woman yeah hitting dudes really hard, but also taking hits really hard and adding that realism to fights. That was super cool to see with a woman because you just never get it. The one thing I was disappointed with is that Raymond got that that nose, that nose is just, it's right there. And she elbowed him in the fucking nose. And I was like, where's the blood? Right. Where's the blood, like, team? Where's where, the blood? Where's the bend? Right. Is that too complicated for y'all? Because you should have, like, she should have broke his fucking nose. And, or at the very least, cause a nosebleed because you can't have a schnoz like that and catch an elbow up into your nose and not, dislodge the blood from there right that's that's i also wish it was longer personally i thought it could have been it could have been a little bit longer before he got to his menacing choke out uh yeah and i definitely tweeted about that i was like um i could do with a little a lot less of this choking like i thought we agreed after episode I'm two i'm never that ever be gonna be into 
watching a man choke a bitch out on screen. Literally right. never. And that one horror film I told you about where the woman gets choked by the killer thrice. And I was like, what is this misogyny? Who is this director? Who do I need to fight? Because who made this decision that the same character got to be choked out three times because apparently the first choke out was not sufficient, nor was the second. So let's do the third and get progressively more disturbing with each choke out. No, so I'm never going to be happy to see a woman choked out, especially not Villanelle. I don't want to see it happen. I did enjoy the fight because it was rough and brutal. I just wish that it was longer and that there was some actual payoff in the visuals of what was happening in the fight besides just messed up hair. And Raymond's hair wasn't even messed up by the end of the fight. So So we see that there's a choke out happen and we see a pair of legs and someone picks up the axe and you see Villanelle. She's Eve saying, is there, yeah, bitch. Eve is there, but she's, she's there. saying she's saying do it. I guess talking to well to Eve. She's talking to Eve, but uh, Raymond thinks that she's he's like what? Like you want me to do what? Like I'm doing it. Oh, you think I won't do it? Or whatever. oh my god! And actually, this totally plays into one of my theories that I've had. Just like okay, Candace, and it's weird that I have these thoughts, but I do. I'm like, what would I do if I had to get myself out of the situation? What are the tactics I would try? Because I like to have that shit built up in my mind, so then I don't have to have some sort of you know flight or fight response which i think right. my response is always fight anyway but just in case i want enough scenarios i could just pull out the bank like oh cans what you about to do so what i'm saying is i would go for the mind fuck which is the aaron peel approach that maybe won't stop a villanelle but they might be so curious about why my reaction is this way that they might drop their their guard for a second where i could try and do something a nut punch a tit punch whatever kind of punch i could get going in i'm doing it but i'm gonna pretend like i'm enjoying that shit like i'm gonna right. flip the script i'm gonna flip it stop real real coughing, fast real fucking fast crying, whatever a straight yeah, face especially if he's monologuing a little grin laugh a little bit like <laughs> try to say some words like speaking another fucking language try to fucking confuse someone like i'm casting a vote on spell some fucking santaria whatever the fuck i gotta do i'm gonna give that killer pause just to be like wait a minute should i this is weird wait why is she why she got that face? Hold up. <laughs> anyway, that was my side tangent. I'm just saying that that, like that, that Raymond, he said the wrong thing. I think he was trying to first, uh, once he realized that Eve was behind him, he laughed at, He laughed it off like, oh, like she would really be able to put an axe in my back. And even if she was going to get the axe there, the amount of effort and labor it would take to actually cut through me, it would have to be chunks of me flying all over the place. And he's trying to say all of these graphic things that would put off Someone who's never asked someone. Someone who's normal, but Eve is not fucking normal. I actually thought of that scene from season one when Villanelle's in jail when Raymond is like, oh, she doesn't have it in her, does she? And Villanelle's in jail. She's like, ah, yes. Like, yes, she does. And Villanelle's like, ah, she do. She do. I think, in fact, there's this girl right here that says she has it in her. I don't know. You might not want to test a bitch. (laughs) You might not. And sure enough, Eve only has to look on for a couple more seconds where she's like, oh, um, it's Villanelle looks real. close to uh-huh. it's getting real, real. It's getting really, really real, real, real. And she axes him in the back. It was kind of a weak, a weak, like I won't say toss because it wasn't like a fucking a ring toss, but just a just a weak swing. Right. I feel like she could have got it deeper into his back, but it was stuck pretty intensely. But then again, that's what happens with muscle and bone. If we're gonna be perfectly honest, it's like hitting a tree. Oh. It's stuck. It's stuck in here right. a fucking little bit. That like, was gross. I was like, that's a very non-lethal place to land an axe, but okay. I mean, you weren't looking for the murder. You were looking for the It's true. The and Villanelle does kind of point out later. <laughs> she was, She's like, well, I don't know. Do I? <laughs> that was my first time with a fucking axe. What the fuck, bitch? And so she axes a bitch and she gets him in the back. And initially Raymond is like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to get this axe out my back. <laughs> Which, okay, Raymond. <laughs> we'll chalk that up to 
adrenaline and him yeah. just trying to move around and Villanelle's on the ground. And this is where, as a point of note, it starts going left for what the future holds for our women. Yeah. Like it goes left in this moment right here. And I would agree that it does not have to go this left. And <clears throat> just from a narrative point of view, I wish it didn't, but yeah. here we are. And so she starts, you know, she's still on the floor. And issue number one is she's playing the damsel. And villain, you have never been a damsel. Even with Julian, when you were at your weakest, we've ever seen you because you were post-stab and you didn't have antibiotics or anything to help you, not even a fucking Tylenol. Like, you still got the upper hand on Julian. But here you are with whack-ass Raymond, who you were able to get some hits into early. You're more recovered, but you're on the floor gasping for air. Eve! The shoulder, the shoulder, Eve. Nah, that was a performance and I will talk more about it later, but I believe that it was this choice to perform where she did not need to perform for Eve. That right. fucks up her shit and she strap blocks herself from her Alaska sex because of this moment right here where she goes Eve into doing it and Eve is like panicked. She's freaking out. She's like literally another dead body and I've done this. And of all the ways to kill a person the first time, an axe, an bro! Axe. You that made is so me much more intense than the a gun. Lizzie Borden of this series. You made me an axe murderer. And then she's like, well, after the axe leaves the, the shoulder blades, um, she's like, all right, well, now come down ahead. And she's like, but I don't, I don't know. And she's like, well, after Villanelle takes him down because Eva's a mess. Us. She's like, let me pull him by the legs. Let me hold him by his legs. Pull that shit out. And Eva's like, it's stuck. And she's like, well, pull harder, bitch. Like, if it's stuck, pull harder, pull out the back. She gets the axe out there. And she's like, come on, swing. Swing, come on. Swing, bada, 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 swing. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. She's like, he'll kill us. He'll come after us. I don't know. I don't know. He's dangerous. He's super dangerous. I don't know. I don't know. He's a log. Pretend he's a right. log. She couldn't like. She's like, okay, I got that. Why couldn't she uh, negotiate? I guess that was part of what made her not neurotypical. So Bill not at this point was like, all right. So since we can't say he's a bad guy to do it, just pretend he's not even a person at all. Remove everything that would make him human. Make him inanimate. Make him a log. The writers make me question things with their post-finale interviews, but my initial idea was just sort of, oh, I there mean, it goes again. I, yeah. I've not had enough coffee. Uh, was it, I? It'll bounce back. It'll bounce back. What were we just saying? Well, I was talking about uh, Eve like finally being able to reconcile, oh, not a human, Oh, a log. Now I can bring this hammer down. It's a wet log because it's splashy and it's wet and everything was... Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's an actual callback to the writers because who knows if they're thinking as intensely as yeah, we then, are uh... about it that, okay, this is something that would make sense for someone who's non-neurotypical that appealing to what anyone else would find upsetting. Oh, he'll come after us. He, he'll kill us. He'll kill the children we don't have yet. Stuff like that. It's the actual disassociating him from a person entirely, including his own pleas of like, I have children, which ha ha, every single dude that is basically down the show is like, I have children. Every single dude. And he says that and he doesn't give a fuck. And it's the law comment that gets it. And I don't really think that there's something to appeal to there. And at the same time, when he, when, when Villanelle was initially like, well, He'll come after us. He'll chase us down. They're going to come get us. I'm like, don't threaten Eve with a good time. She loves that shit. She loves to be chased. She loves for there to be some sort of edge. And I thought that was pretty fucking ridiculous. But who knows what the writers intended with that scene. That's just what I thought when I saw it. Well, I would love to say that this is Eve's temptation. I mean, and it is because she tells him to do it. And she's like, but I'm thinking, which is a callback to when this very episode with Villanelle was tempted herself. And she was like, well, I'm thinking. Cause but Villanelle me, shouted out right okay. after. She was like, don't think, Eve. <laughs> she was like, don't do that. Don't think. React. Right. React organically with your emotions. What's the thing about? He will kill us. Just bring down. The 
he's a log pretend he's a log and then here he goes juicy log explosion she gets him in the neck i'm Ooh. really annoyed that we don't see that i'm gonna go with bbc budget and lack of ability to get it done because yeah that's the only that's the only answer i mean ever since the nick existed if you guys aren't familiar with the nick it was on cinemax i had a friend work on that show and what was so great about that show was the that it's about I won't say medieval medicine, but it might as well be because when you're talking about 19th century medicine, it's fucking scary. And that's what that show shows you. And so they had this combination of real world practical effects and animatronic robots that were built by a production company so that you could have the full effect of we're doing surgery on these twins and we want to show how disturbing this would be to be in that theater of doctors looking at it and it's super fucked up. And I just wish, like, I just, I, I would have been okay with seeing Raymond's head, like, teeter a little bit. I, I don't know what the censors are like in Britain, but I just wanted to see a more visceral fucking, like, right, I want to like see the vision Eve sees. Yeah. When she does it, like, what is that image she's living with? What does that fucking look like? We were denied that in favor of the splash on Villanelle's face. But you know what? And that smile. That <laughs> orgasm she was totally having, watching that. her girlfriend have her first kill, the, the, the sheer joy, the sheer pride, the sheer enjoyment. That was ultimately hands-free. Yeah. Oh my God. It was hands-free. She was so fucking excited. She was so fucking thrilled. I think that's potentially the most excited we've ever seen Villanelle in this whole series. And of in course, terms of adrenaline, because yeah. she's super excited at the end there when she's like, mm, Alaska. And that's just heartbreaking. And of course, Eve's horrified and she's like staring at it. I'm like, don't look at someone's split open head. She's like, oh, I'm going to throw up. And I was like, no, swallow it because it, it's better that way. Like, don't. That's interesting <laughs> that you have that take. I have a completely different take on that. I believe that personally, until it's otherwise disproved, I believe that Eve was exhibiting shock, which makes sense for how many things were happening and how visceral they were for her senses. But I do not believe, I believe Eve was still mimicking. She was imitating stuff because she said she feels sick. And to me, that's an imitated emotion, but she doesn't Got get it. sick. Right. And so in my personal opinion, for anyone out there who's had the unfortunate, unfortunate thing happen of you puking, whether you were actually sick or you drank too much or whatever the fuck, like you can't stop that shit. I'm not a person that pukes often, but every time I have, for whatever reason, you can't stop right. it. It's, it's like coming. hairspray. You can't stop the beat. Like when it comes, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Is it on someone's face? Is it in someone's lap? Is it in front of all your friends? Is it in front of a fucking crowd? It doesn't matter. That puke is coming. So the very fact that she actually did not puke says to me, girl, you're not working with that empathy scale that other people are working with because you can't control that. That innate thing that says, I'm sick, it just comes. Unless you know that trick of holding your fucking thumb a certain way, which she definitely was not doing, you were puking. And the fact that she didn't puke, I was like, bitch, you a, you a whole lie. You're saying that because you feel like you should be sick. You're saying that because you feel like this is what should be happening. You're stimulating these things, but you're not actually feeling these things. You're obviously too much in shock to know what you're feeling. Yeah. So you're like, well, I, I feel sick. That's just you unsteady. Yeah, That's just you being right. nervous. That's just you caught up in your fucking, you your nerve endings than being you know. You're on stronger fire. than you realize. You saved your She's murder girlfriend. Murdering. I don't right. know about strong. I don't know about strong. Well, you know what? Let me just say, I'm mean, jumping ahead takes, to the last scene. I'm so jumping ahead to the last scene <laughs> and I'm getting my feels. I just, it takes a fortitude to bring a hammer like that down. Well, that Man, axe. It, like, I mean, gravity did some of the work, but you did more. <laughs> I'm just saying. So after the axing gets done and it's Raymond like, made oh, his threats. Let me get these murder clothes off of you. It was another caretaking moment between Villanelle and Eve. And I really just, this brings me back to what Villanelle's 
is her, well, what Eve says to Villanelle in the final scene where she's like, you want me to be a mess? You want me to be like almost like this weak thing? And I'm like, but everything I've seen up until now has shown me the opposite, that she doesn't want you to be a mess. So she wants you to be strong. She wants you to feel comfortable. She wants to be reassured. And yeah, later on, we find out she was manipulating your fucking ass in a way that was not appropriate. If she wanted the Alaska cabin date and, you know, whatever life for potentially a year or two to go well, like that was that was not the way to do it. But I mean... We can sympathize because for Villanelle, for the growth that she's shown in this season, given where she was when we first met her, it's a lot of goddamn growth. It you can't is. You can't fucking build Rome in a day. Pun intended. Right. <laughs> you right. can't, you know what I okay. mean? Like, you can't just expect a bitch to be on, on top of everything. Like, she's still learning. She's still doing her best. And the fact that she was doing, that she was trying so hard to make Eve comfortable and to make this situation dealable. You know, I don't know what you feel about it, but I also get the impression with a lot of the stuff she was saying, especially later on, where she's like, oh, you'll feel better eventually. Oh, this has to happen. I'm like, is this because you maybe felt a way when you had your first kill? Were you not always completely desensitized to it? Your first time that you killed someone, were you, was your heart beating? Like, were you having some sort of adrenaline rush? I mean, I would assume, maybe, possibly. But it's interesting that she seems to relate to Eve in a way that I, at this time, I assume she relates to the situation to herself, especially because she thinks she and Eve are alike. I mean, I would love to get that maybe in season three if writers want to use whatever this nonsense is or whirlwind, whirlwind of data. Because for us to then learn that, yes, maybe a female figure guardian was around when she did her first super murder and was like, oh, you'll get used to it. Oh, don't throw up. Oh, spotlight or whatever it is. And that's why she knows how to coach someone else who's, you know, the baby coming out of the murder closet, like fresh baby. Fresh baby murderer. Maybe she did this whole thing with Nadia when Nadia did her first kill. We don't know. I don't we know, don't know. that. <laughs> I, I'm literally saying we I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, I think Nadia was kind of like a punk when it came to murder. Like she wasn't, at this point, and this is the writers, we'll see how consistent they are, but they've made it seem like Villanelle hasn't run into many people along the psychopathy spectrum as she does. Because that's something that intrigues her with what we've seen with Eve and what we've seen with Aaron. That being said, you don't need to be a psychopath to be a killer. Right. So where Nadia is on the the profiling page, like what that is, I'm not sure because we've not spent enough time with Nadia, but we definitely know that Nadia feels empathy for people and she can be hurt and she can be an emotional place. And so maybe she's one of those incidental killers where mm. life has been so hard to you that the way you value life that isn't directly connected to you is very cavalier, but you still care about your life. You can still feel things. You can still love people. You still want stuff. And that's right now, that's where I put Nadia in the category. Like life was just so shitty to her that she's like, I could kill a bitch and I actually don't care that much because it's not me and mine's, but I do care about murder. And I'm not that good at it because, well, right. <laughs> we saw we saw that she was not excelling. So they make it down the stairs and all cuddles. Sudden, there was some pretty cute cuddles. I mean, we should have known writing on the wall. Cuddles, really? I was like, oh, was this the improvised scene? scene? We were talking about that. I think this is the improvised scene that Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer were talking about at the end of the fight because there's not really much to be improvised at this point. It's basically whatever happens here at the hotel and then what happens at the ruins. But I think the I think what potentially what they were talking about is the moment after the murder and Villanelle's being super caretaking because I believe Sandra O oh says something to the effect of it really sort of changes the way the context of how Villanelle feels for her. And so given how caretaking it was, I would agree. Yes. That it just adds to the context, doesn't really change it for me, but it just adds to what I already thought I was seeing between the two characters. 
And yeah, so they look in the CCTV footage and Eve notices or Villanelle notices that Eve don't notice shit. She in shock. I know. <laughs> this is this is yeah. Almost like when she left the house door open back in episode five of this season where it's like, Eve, your door's open. She's like, hmm, hmm, what? And then uh so there are two goons who are out in front and it's like, Well, we can't go this way. Let's go to the back. Um and then, and then they, they walk the fuck out and Eve stops for a second. I mean, Eve, Villanelle is holding her just being a good girlfriend. And Eve is like, um, Shooketh, I don't know what is happening. My knees are wobbly. What's going on? I don't know what I feel. Oh my gosh. Is this really happening? And eventually Villanelle walks ahead and she has to come back. Cause she's like, Eve, Eve, wow, this bitch is not <laughs> Eve. Eve. She's Eve. with, okay, right. okay. She is super, Let me get you. super gone. I was surprised she didn't give that bitch a piggyback ride because she needed it. They eventually get to, <laughs> I'm already laughing. Cause I was she like, didn't need it. I was like, what is up with Rome security? Like what is going on in Rome? How do you have whole spaces that are historically relevant and tourists go to see? Like, how does that, how do you, how, how do you, security. how you take a rock, a lock, a rock, <laughs> how you take that rock and just break the door and just go in. There's not a, there's not a guard, there's no buzzing, there's, there's no, no buzzer, there's no beep, there's nothing. They're like, we don't have anything going on. And I guess they're like, well, guys, we don't have to make sense. Hmm. It's that they're little like, That's inconsistencies not... like that, you know, okay. it's a little weird. Yes, they get to the ruins and it is the, they're at the Teatro Maritimo. And Eve's over here like, where are we going? And then Villanelle's like, you'll see. This is them dragging out what is going to shape up to be. I thought some weird shit was going on. Like I was talking through most of the scene to my friend. I was like, what's happening? Something's going wrong. What does Villanelle have planned? Who's waiting on the other side? What's happening? I was just in crisis mode. I was like, fear, trepidation. I'm scared. Where's the Jaws music? Something bad's going to go down. This is too much. Why are just the two of them together? What's happening right now? Who's about to die? Someone's about to die. Someone's about to fucking die. Who's going to jump out the wings? Carolyn? Carolyn? Constantine? What's going on? And so I just expected for the shit to go down the minute they were in those fucking ruins for poetic value because they were in actual ruins, but also just because I knew the writers weren't going to Give yeah. me what I want. Yeah. In full. And of course, here comes Villanelle uh, trying to comfort Eve and her belly aching. She's like, oh, but, but I'm hot and, you know, I feel funny. And she's like, no, it's all right to feel funny. Um, You, you just killed a man with an axe. <laughs> like, like you just, you did something you ain't think that you, you could do, but you did it. And then we get a jump cut to uh, Constantine sitting on some steps, evaluating his life. And the camera pans to face front, and it's uh, Carolyn cascading down the steps to meet him. He stands up to be at eye level, and she hands him an envelope. And, um, you know, there, there's a, a nod of sorts, and then she's on her way. Ain't no damn nod. I feel like there was I mean, probably not. I, I mean, maybe there was, nod. but I just feel like Constantine looked defeated, but happy to have his family. And Carolyn had on a shit-eating grin smirk to me. Yep. It wasn't no nod. It was like, <laughs> I know you don't like this, but this is what's happening because I'm the boss. It and then the he walked way. off and she looked like he was going to die. Like she had a smirk when she was in front of Constantine. And then the kind of contemplative look she had on the stairs while he walked away looked dangerous. Looked like maybe she's either fearing for his life because she knows like without me protecting <laughs> you, right. uh, good luck. Without Villanelle walking with you, good luck. I don't know how it's going to work out. They probably had the same conversation. Oh, please. You'll, without her, you'll be dead in five minutes. <laughs> I mean, I will, I will give Constantine the benefit of the doubt that he's an old spy and he probably has way more resources to pull from. 
than Villanelle. But I would agree that he is in the most danger he's ever been because of the 12 and the fact that he defected, that they wanted him dead. He's not dead. And then he furthermore was working with MI6. But then at the same time, if the 12 really wanted Constantine dead, maybe that would have been something they tried to negotiate outright with Carolyn. And maybe they're no longer concerned at this point if Constantine's out the paint. I don't know. Could also be plot holes. Whatever. Okay. So as they get towards uh, what they see to be faint hints of sunlight breaking through the catacombs um there are some planks of wood that have impeded their path uh not they eve oh yeah because villanelle she's i think she's a bit on cloud nine and eve is the one that's in still shock <laughs> and she's trying to get her bearings and just try to walk normally and it's basically villanelle leading them and she's like follow me trust me i got this i know where i'm going i looked it up on google even <laughs> though google <laughs> probably doesn't have an inside map of that place and Eve just sort of sees like some stairways that lead to a general sort of pantheon area, I guess, of the ruins and there's light. And maybe it's kind of metaphorical for Eve, who's in the literal darkness of yes. what is my life? And she sees sunlight, she's like, get me the fuck out of here. And if you look at the map of the ruins they're at in Tivoli, it's big. They can't just like break in through one door and from where they are at at the Teatro and then where they end up at in the final scene, it's a distance. And so I'm just going to assume that they're like, you know, imply that they were walking for maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes around this structure. And then, you know, Eve sees this wall, wooden thing, and she's like, Eureka, I need to get out of here, sunlight. And I think she exercises some of that tension that she had mm -hmm. of like what the fuck has happened today what the fuck has happened today carolyn has completely manipulated me i can't believe this has happened what the fuck what was i even doing why am i here what was the point of this there is nothing i've literally accomplished nothing with this fucking mission and i can't believe i have lost so much what the fuck let me just beat out my frustration because i'm mad and then i'll kind of looks at her and she's like well damn babe, are, <laughs> are, are you, you sure are you good you okay? are you sure you're all right because <laughs> Because that was that looked intense. And Eve says, yeah, but and it's debatable here whether Villanelle believes her. I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to say that Villanelle naively believes her when she should be like that. That hoe is not OK. She right. is not OK. I need to get her a bath. We need to get out the ruins and I just need to get her a warm bath. Let me hide this gun. Let me continue to hide this gun in my ankle until it's safe to pull it out. But no, that's not what the fuck happens. Instead, she's like, great job. <laughs> wow. Okay. So yeah, let's go outside. Let's see what's happening. And then we get the fuck outside. And this bitch might as well be skipping to her motherfucking low. Did you see Villanelle? She was literally skipping. She was She's like, hey, babe, what do you want for dinner? What do you want to eat? And Eve was like, so eat dinner. what? Wait, eat what? dinner? What? what? And she's like, I could cook. Where is your I could cook? Where your head at? Like, I just killed somebody. Like, I'm... she's like, my head is where it always is. Fucking killing, eating. One <laughs> of those three things. We have just killed someone. We could do the first thing later and eating could come before the fucking. And I think Eve was actually down for the, she was down for the, for the shits. She was down for the shits up until a point because at this point they were still on equal footing in a certain kind of way. They were in it together. Things had happened, you know, somewhat randomly, but they were dealing with it as a team, as a partnership. And Eve was cool with that. And so even though it's a little bit absurd for her to Villanelle to be like, oh, what do you want for dinner? Spaghetti? And she's like, or she's like, what? And she's like, well, spaghetti, I guess. And Villanelle's like, spaghetti. Great idea. I wasn't sure if you want to say shepherd's pie, but just know that if you did, I've got I the got recipe. you. Right. I got you on that. Although don't worry about Villanelle, you it. don't actually have the recipe, you have ingredients, but that's another, <laughs> that's something else. Just people who are neurotic like me about directions. But, and so she's asking this bitch about dinner. And honestly, I already knew we were going to go down hard into the flames but i was like yo they got this bitch talking about meals and shit like they are obviously going to eviscerate me by the time this is done and i, I don't know what you thought but i also was kind of like that's weird 
it wasn't weird for me to see Villanelle so happy, but it was interesting to me to see her so off on her ideas, which I guess it plays into what I've been saying about Villanelle, which is that she thinks of things ahead of time. And I'm sure she's been marinating on Alaska since she saw the globe and she was like, oh, has Eve been there? Has she visited? Does she want to visit? Where does this come from? Does her family, does she have any family members there? Is there anything connected to her there? I want to go and be a part of whatever Eve feels like is whatever and like have this domesticity. And I feel like I'll get into more on the snack episode, but I really just feel like that was part of the, the reason she was stalking Nico and Eve so intensely is that she was like, well, what is normal to Eve? What does normal look like? Normal looks like cooking you dinner. Normal looks like this thing over here. And so let me offer this to her. I'll cook you dinner. I'll do this thing. Like we can go live over here in a fucking cabin. I know you don't like decent fashions. There won't be a single boutique near us, Eve. We can wear all the fucking flannel <laughs> you want, ho. We can be matching girls. And it's so sad because it's like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, like this could have been everything. But I took it as well. You know, I said that home was in London. Well, I didn't tell you that, but I told Constantine that home was in London. But I I made I might have made a, a little mistake. <laughs> like, this I is her manipulations. <laughs> I, I mean, we know she manipulates Eve, but she obviously had been planning for some time because you don't jump to those massive conclusions unless like trust me trust me i gotta figure it out alaska a cabin i have money it's good like unless she's been thinking about it and this is another part of the problem is that girl you can't be thinking about a future with a whole other human without ever talking to that human like you, uh, at some point you gotta be like what do you want to do bae these are my ideas what are your ideas let's meet in the middle yeah, meeting in the middle would have been a wonderful way to say, hey, maybe they are literally on the same page versus these are my expectations for you. And then you saying, well, these are my expectations for you. I mean, that's the fantasy Villanelle built up in a sense, because why it was so weird to me, too, partly was because when she was like, we could go live in a cabin in Alaska. My first initial reaction was, bitch, Eve don't want that. Why would oh, she I want was, that? I Everything was like, you uh, think she wants it? This reminds me of when you told Nadia to put that kite in the back of the truck so we could we could use it together when we run away. I mean, she like, was trying to kill Nadia. <laughs> I just, for me, from what we've seen from Eve's trajectory, the fact that she her life has already been boring. She's excited by the chase. She's excited by violence. She's excited by being near these dangerous situations that it does not make sense to then say, let's just live in our sapphic domestic bliss in Alaska. Even if Eve is interested in you, she's fallen for you. What she's not interested in at this time is just switching up one boring life for another another boring life with better sex yeah. she's like i want the great sex i've read the articles about the statistics of lesbian and women relationships however however bitch alaska <laughs> do they even got files to alaska do they have fiber optic internet connection villanelle what the fuck are you saying and then to me that's her being caught up in her fantasy and delusion because it's like girl if you recognize that eve has this side to her that she has this urge where you just can't fucking stop yourself from killing a bitch at least one time a week. What makes you think that y'all can just run off to Alaska in a fucking cabin, bitch? That's not realistic. Second of all, how much money do you have? Because I feel like the 12 took your shit up until the recent Constantine jobs. Are now, now you're telling me you got paying six figures and now you're telling me you didn't spend it all? It's in a bank. What bank is it in? Where is Villanelle? What is it in the MI6 loft? How are you going to get back there? Who's going to let you inside? What if Carolyn just took all your shit? What if she ran your fucking pockets? She was like running your pockets, G, taking all your stuff, Villanelle, your fashion, your clothes, and your perfume because it's actually MI6 property. came without money. Like, how do we know Ooh. that this makes any sense? How do you get to Alaska? Do you have a passport? How do you get out well, of the fucking country? What are we that. doing? So either she's going in as Oksana 
which oh, makes no, no sense. Or she's going in as another person, which also makes no sense because the only person, the only people who can get are those papers that will work are the 12 or MI6. Right. So, so we got to hope that either he uh, put that good juju on those papers that he gave her. Ain't no good juju. Constantine didn't say there was a passport in there. He was like, you were stuck in Europe, girl. It's some money, <laughs> a gun, and a car. Good luck. He didn't say there was a passport. Aww. He didn't say none of that shit. And so she was out here skipping to the loo like, Alaska, we're going to make some spaghetti tonight. It's going to be great. We're going to have all the sex. And it's like, girl, we supposed to, what are we doing? Which is why it was also weird when Eve was like, what do you want, Thelma and Louise? And I'm like, literally, she said none of that. She literally said the exact opposite right. of Thelma and Louise, girl. Now you're projecting. You're projecting. Right. Because you have a fucking issue. If that's the but, thing that you wanted. But you know what? Whatever, Eve being all crazy. That was Eve saying, that's what I want, Thelma and Louise, ride or die to the bitter end, hell. But yeah, so where are we in this fucking fight well, of hell? Eve is still being. Uh, oh right, she's uh, still she's still light. in she's still pretty, in delusions, but she knows that she's surrounded by ruins, and she's like, "Oh, this is sort of like my life." <laughs> Literal it's a fucking. It's a beautiful disaster. I also noticed that, and I don't know if anyone. I'll have to research it, like just in general. But I did notice that. You know, Villanelle and Eve are in red and green. And I don't know if you've seen Julius Caesar or like plays to do with Caesar in Brut, but it's like a thing. So there's a picture. Mm. Brut is in the red and Caesar's in the green. And so I just think it's, I mean, again, I don't really know. I don't really know unless we get confirmation from the crew and people behind it that that's what they were thinking in terms of just a color thing. And are we creating this comparison of two supposedly unbreakable companions where betrayal becomes an issue and the supposed best companion of the other kills one and it's violent and ridiculous and unexpected <laughs> by one of the fucking people. I think that's pretty fucking interesting in the same way that like in Black Panther, when Okoye and Nakia and T'Challa went to that South Korean club, they were in the Pan-African colors. And that was something that was deliberate by Wardrobe and by Ryan Coogler. So I'm just wondering how deliberate was the color choice of even Villanelle? Part of me says absolutely deliberate because again, people's whole jobs depend on this, but who knows? I guess we'll look for that later. But I just thought that was an interesting parallel of what they're wearing and the fact they're actually in some Roman ass ruins during this final scene where they are ruining each other and themselves at the same time. I like it. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Oh, so then they turn a corridor and uh, I guess... A corridor. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. hey. It's, it's Roman ruins. The corridors exist back then. Inside of a opening. And in the opening, there's a, a shell of a ceiling. And in the ceiling, I guess upon their entry, um, some birds get startled. And um, Stupid the, birds. Right. And the reaction to just there being sound that was not in anyone's control caused Villanelle to be on the immediate defensive and so she pulls again the plot gun. holes plot holes plot holes anyone <laughs> she sorry. pulls the gun from the back of her waistband and she's like well what's coming oh it's just the birds uh eve looks up notices the birds as well but then her eyes seem to train on villanelle and this gun that's in her hand and she's doing some quick maths and she's like wait you have you have a gun when did you get a gun and she's like, it doesn't matter. It's like, mm. Well, that was sign number one that Villanelle knew it was problematic because if she did not think it was problematic to trick her about the gun or not disclose that she had a gun, then she wouldn't have tried to just like 
move on from it super quickly and distract E from the fact that, oh, yeah, I totally have this gun here. And she's like, well, why, why didn't you use it on Raymond? She's like, well, I mean, you had it under control. Like, did did I have it under control? I thought I was uh, thinking and debating life or death when in that moment. But, you know, she notices uh, Thunder's face. And she's like, oh, you wanted me to do it. Yeah, for me, this is more so about, I mean, that's partly true. But this is more so about the direct manipulation that she just discovered from Carolyn and completely checking her ego and going from I'm this star MI6 agent that, you know, Carolyn is making all these concessions for to, oh, I've been a pawn, unwitting pawn of, of Carolyn's for this entire time, conceivably since season one. And she got me on the team. She's manipulating me in one way or another because there's no way that she manipulates me to this end with Peel. And she has not manipulated me in other ways in previous moments that we've been working together. And it's a it's completely just fucked up for Eve because it just removes all the wind from her sails any yeah. kind of agency any kind of any kind of realization she was walking into because I have felt strongly this entire time that that dark Eve is rising and I want dark Eve to rise and until I'm completely like smacked in the face with no Candace you are confused I'm still gonna say that like dark Eve is a rising thing and as long as dark Eve rises somewhat organically and it's in a quote unquote natural way for her to be like, okay, I'm progressing from plot A to point B to point C and D. And she can see it all that she, she that she's ultimately good with it because that's where she wants to be. She wants to free herself from these quote unquote normal shackles of her life. But the minute you take someone like Eve and you remove agency, you remove choice, and now it's suddenly you are being controlled, then where's the fun in that? There's where's no the love fun in that? In the control. Where is that? And I'll get into it more later, but you know, from Villanelle's side, I don't believe you manipulate your equal. If you are believing that someone truly is your your twin flame, then how do you manipulate them? That's like trying to manipulate you a god. Don't. You don't. Right. So actually there, there were real fucking reasons for Eve, despite her being on her bullshit and getting on my nerves this episode, there are reasons for her to be like, yo, you have fucked me all the way up entirely and completely. And I was barely holding on to my sanity. I was barely holding on to a semblance of reality. And now that you've just shown me this, you've completely altered the one thing I thought I still had. Because while she was in that hotel with Carolyn and Carolyn's like, yada, 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 this is what's real. Yo, deal with it. You'll be fine. And she's like, no, like, it's actually not okay. And I'm going to go off with Villanelle. <laughs> in that moment, she was totally fucking fine. And Carolyn literally says to her, she wouldn't do it for you. And E's response is, you don't know that. And she's not fully sure that she knows it, but she's hella confident that she knows it. And in that moment, she's like, I'm ride or die right now for Villanelle because I can't trust you. You've right. been lying to me. You've been dodgy with me. And at the very least, Villanelle's being straight up. She'll tell me, yeah, I just killed that bitch. Yeah, I just did that. Yeah, I just fucked those hoes. But you know what? It's not about those hoes. It's about you. So she's expecting a certain type of transparency with Villanelle that Villanelle erases in that moment right that so, she is like Eve the shoulder when she could have pulled out the fucking gun herself and been like, I could kill him or you could. Or you could. Right. Giving her the choice would have been a better way to do this. I actually think she should have talked that shit into her or talked her into it the same way I showed you that, that true oh, blood yeah. clip. Mm -hmm. That she should have talked it Bye. into like a vampire. Well, yeah, like a, for people who don't know what I'm talking about. True blood or any vampire lore where the vampire has control over their sire or the person they've made into a vampire and they can do stuff and have influence. That is the kind of energy I would have preferred if Villanelle was going to talk Eve through a kill, which is like the, the dark side rise of like, hey, you know you wanted this or you know you want this. You know that you've wanted this for a while. 
you know, you've thought about it, you obsess over it, you think about it. No one's here. It's just you and me. Like call back to episode fucking eight of last year where it's just you and me. It's just you and me right here. Like, let's do this together. Do you want me to hold the ax with you? Like, let's and try to coax Eve into the real reason she wants to kill her. Because to me, you can't threaten loss of safety. You can't threaten loss of family members or other people because that bitch don't give a fuck about her team or anybody. anybody. She pretends to, but she really doesn't. She consistently puts them in danger. So saying danger isn't the thing. Saying he has children isn't the thing. Saying that this is about this. No, saying like, hey, you want this. You want to try this. You want to experience this. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to tell anyone. This is just us right here. What do you want to do? And then potentially giving her the space to be like, well, I can only hit him once and then finishing it up for her. I don't fucking know. And that's the that's the thing. That's the linchpin right there. That's two things that could have made the situation go differently and still been in character if Villanelle took a different approach. But part of the issue is that her envisioning of Eve was half fantasy and it was something she put onto Eve herself for what she wanted or what she perceived. Maybe that Eve wanted through her eyes <laughs> i don't yeah. know and then here's eve you know dog of the bone like i just made a really freaking major decision about ending someone else's life and you had the power to get yourself out of it all on your own and you didn't tell me that you had the power to get out of it you made me you made me kill like there are some things i don't understand how i could just kill a man like she was she was just flipping out in that moment. But see, I mean, I get flipping out, yes. I don't even think it's about her killing the man. I just think it's about everything happening so quickly that is so different that you just don't have time to sit in the difference of it. Like, you right. she's not even had five minutes between the hotel and there. She's just been like going, going, going. She tells Villanelle in a moment, like, could you slow down? It's hot. I'm fucking hot. Like, she's overheating. She's like doing these things right. where I wouldn't even suggest that she is in some sort of like distress, but that it's her body's physical reaction to all of this all the stimuli where she's like, huh? you could probably touch her skin. And she'd be like, Whoa! like right. she would just potentially like turn to a firecracker. And so that's the issue is that she's so overstimulated right now. And she was perfectly fine dealing with that overstimulation with Villanelle and like having her lead the way. But the minute she's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you trying to craft me, mold me, make me, change me, run me? Then you obviously don't love me. You don't see me as an equal because no one who sees someone as an equal does those things where I'm going to decide what your behavior does. or And for me, I'm not going to even say that because I know there's some conjecture going around online. Oh, what level of psychopathy or Villanelle just did that, whatever. Like, uh, I, I'm a little, I feel two ways about it. I feel like she, it was a mistake. It was naive. And yeah. she's impatient. And she's on a learning curve of what is love. What, what could it possibly mean? What does its expression look like? And if the only template she has is her shitty family and shitty ass Nico, those aren't two good ass templates. I agree. <laughs> to have, to try to base your relationship with Yvonne and... Her lack of impulse control and impatience is what leads to the ending that we have there. I will also argue that Eve should have seen that ending coming, given the bitch she was working with. But, you know, I guess she was just too emotional to give a shit about logic. Uh, Yeah. So here she is questioning all of the choices that she just made, even though she's made some doozies. Why did I why did I come to Rome? Why did I come here? Why did I try to rescue you? Like she's already having issues rationalizing her being the rescuer she's like but i'm the mess right now you're leading me i'm following you and here we are you're lying to me and leading me Mm -hmm. you're goading me you're courting me you're changing me you're trying to mold me i like i just divorced my pimp it's the loss of control and we know eve is a control freak if shit isn't in her control she's not feeling it Carolyn's my parent. I just broke out of that situation and here you are trying to be what the next carolyn for me you're gonna be the next person to try to run me 
all of this, all of these words and comebacks that I didn't have for Carolyn, I definitely have for you because I've been sitting and thinking about everything that I've literally just gone through this whole time. So now you're about to catch all of this verbiage that should have gone also to Carolyn, but I wasn't ready to, it, the words weren't coming fast enough in my head. I couldn't react fast enough. Right. Because all of this like, oh, well, now I'm just like you now. All of that, I was like, Ugh. oh my God, I have such a rant about that whole Eve switch because she on her bullshit, she on her palastry nonsense, she's on shit that don't make no yeah. damn sense because it's like, I believe 100% that she's hot about the fact that the murder didn't go down the way she thought. Because I, I mean, you know that I know that I feel like she wants that. And the major issue is that it was not fully her choice. She now right. looks at it, she's like, it wasn't all me. It wasn't just me doing it. It was you coaxing me into it, you fucking bitch. I want my first murder subconsciously to be on like just me, right. to be my own impetus, to be because this is where I've progressed to in the time, not because this is where you forced me to go before I was ready. Because one can argue that maybe Eve wasn't ready yet. Like maybe she was ready to ax a motherfucker, but not kill a motherfucker. She was like, like baby steps ho i just put it in his shoulder when i meant to put it straight down the middle of the spine that didn't happen can you help me close this out i've already done a lot of damage that should be enough for anyone to deal with just putting an axe in someone finishing it off like i feel like had villanelle done that in an alternate reality they would be on their way to alaska or at least trying to get there before customs and immigration <laughs> snatches right. them up and is like bitch where are you going but i really don't think that I mean, and then the conversation could have been almost the same, but it would have been on better terms. Like, well, how did it feel that first strike? How did it feel? Same answer. Well, because Eve is able to divorce herself. She's able to create blame. And for all the things that make sense, why she's in shock and why she is now maybe potentially, well, I don't know that she was prior to this exchange, but I feel like the shockness and the whatever and that weird Eve thing of like, I'm trying to cling to the fact that I'm a good person, even though you're totally not a good person, bitch. The whole season, you've been a shitty fucking person, especially your husband, just now to Hugo. So what the fuck is really going on here, Eve? What's really upsetting you? What's the real issue? The issue is now you have to fucking put the blame on Villanelle. Now you can do that. Now you're like, oh, oh, so you manipulated me. Now it's not fully my fault. Now it's not just me. Now, in fact, I can pivot back into normal Eve, good Eve, Eve who was superior in lording over you, Villanelle, because you don't know anything. And I feel like that's how she gets to the you don't know what love is when bitch, bitch, I'm trying to figure out how you know how to love. I'm trying to figure out who in your life has your love that would say they are loved well by you. I'm just trying to figure <laughs> she it out, got Eve. One. She ain't got nobody. You don't got nobody. Go ask Nico. He's locked in the storage locker. He is fully traumatized. Hey, guess what? You don't even you know second. that he's locked <laughs> in the storage locker. Because you ain't asked. That bitch don't give a fuck. Look, at the end of season one, care. you were texting him nonstop. Stop. She don't care. She don't fucking like you me. didn't. You chose not to go home. You went to Paris instead to find a villain on her flat. But you were texting Nico, leaving voicemails. You haven't made she one hasn't out made a call. single text or call. She's not concerned her. with Nico. She doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't give a fuck. And that's why I'm like, you're posturing, bitch. You're posturing now because you're in panic mode. And because you're so betrayed, which I can understand because for your first murder, it would have been way better if that just completely happened organically for what I want for the narrative of Dark Eve. But like you're bitter, you're shook, you're upset. And so now you're lashing out to the one place where you can place blame. Despite the fact this bitch been trying to help you every step of the way, be okay with it. Except for the fact that her impatient fucking ass could not just let you do what was going to happen with Raymond or just let you take Raymond half of the way and she takes you the rest of the way. Like you said, Hitch. 60 40 like yeah. <laughs> you do some i do some it's a dual murder it's a couple murder yeah you still got baptized with the blood splash right it's my favorite scene where the blood just splashes <laughs> on Bill's face and i was like that's beautiful that's poetic put that in the louvre i love it and then all of a sudden she gets uh i don't know triggered when Villanelle says i'm proud of you she's like wait what proud why well we're safe is that after she says it's wet 
Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, that's what that's a response, sure. Eve. What a response. What a response. I step on my kitty's tail and I have a little existential breakdown for like three minutes. But you, you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Eve has no real empathy. I just I got to keep reinforcing that. Yeah, uh, literally none at all. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. And then. So Villanelle's like trying to calm her down. He's like, well, I mean, people are going to be angry because of what happened, but, but we can look after ourselves, won't we? And I'm Lord. over here like, yes, because this is what I want. This is on the run. Give me that season. Give me those three or four episodes. And here comes Villanelle. Psych. Uh, yeah. psych, your, psych your life. That's yeah. not happening. Boy, I'm not getting what I want. And then here goes Eve. I'm going home. Really? You're going home? You're, you're that mad that you're going home? And then, it's because uh, the Eve, the the statement to Eve of being proud, that was probably not the best way to word it. If I was going to be Villanelle, and again, it's like the vampire thing, that if I'm trying to get my person who I know is into these dark things and be like, okay, this is what's happening. I mean, yeah, I guess proud should not have been the term. Maybe something more like you did what you had to do. And it was no, very brave. No, no, that's I would say that's wrong too. She did not do what she had to do. Oh. There is no situation where someone has to kill another person. You must realize there are plenty of people out there who just die, who run away, who hide in closets, who hide under beds, who don't speak for seven fucking years because they're so traumatized. So no, there are always choices. The choice to kill is not a have to choice. It's not a must choice. You could also just die or flee or oh, stop. Yeah. So that's not it. And so that's where Eve also has to look at herself because at any point in time, she could have dropped the axe. She could have refused to do it. And then Villanelle just would have had to do she could have ran the fuck out of the hotel. She could have went into a catatonic state and just been on the floor in a fetal position, just rocking back and forth. There were a lot of things that Eve could have done. And by Villanelle saying, I'm proud of you, it takes the onus off of, wow, this thing, I feel like I there's know, something on the, the TV is making me feel epileptic. Let yeah. me just turn it off. Just turn it off. Ep- 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 epileptic. You no. got to rage against the dying of the light. Or, you know, you cannot rage and just, yeah. I think it was something along the lines of that you always have a choice. Like, you don't really have to do the murder. Right, you don't you don't have to do the murder it doesn't have to happen like you could fucking stop but you can put the onus on someone else if you suddenly feel like you've not had all control and i feel like that's the knee-jerk reaction of eve she's like oh i didn't have full control of the situation i had no control right. it wasn't even me it's you it's what you want you did this and phil was like bitch wait what what ho like that's not how this story went and thus begins my heartbreak because there's so fucking much that goes on here and had she just prodded in a different direction of like oh how does it feel wet 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 how did you like it did you like the wetness the going to i'm proud of you it almost like reinforces in a certain kind of way the manipulation like i orchestrated this and i'm proud that you did it and i just feel like terminology like rhetoric the way you say things to people totally determines how they receive it and how they respond to you and unfortunately for villanelle that bitch chose the wrong fucking words in that moment she was like i'm proud of you and he was like (laughs) like that was not the word are you seeing it in your mind? Just things to let her speak, like to just make her speak aloud about the murder right. without the context of Villanelle made me do this. This is Villanelle's influence. I'm actually a really good person. Actually, Nico's at home making shepherd's pie right now. No, he's not. Which is why when Eve <laughs> says I'm going to go home, I'm like, bitch, where? Bitch, what you going home to? You don't got a single fucking friend. You don't got a fucking husband and you right. don't got a fucking job, bitch. So where the fuck are you going? And she knows she has nowhere to go to, which is why she's so fucking ridiculous when she says she's going to go home. And Villanelle's like, bitch, what? I was okay with us fighting, but the minute you said she was about to leave me, that's not it. That's not what we're doing. Look at, look at everything I've tried to do. Look at how hard I've worked to try to make this an okay situation. And you're just being a fucking dick right now. Why are you being like this, Eve? 
And I was thinking the same thing too. Like I knew why she was being that way, but I was like, why Why can't you guys have a conversation? That was the one thing Villanelle said that I actually agreed with when Eve was trying to go off. And she was like, wait, we have to talk. I was like, you guys actually do need to talk. You've not even talked about the postcard Callan stole. Right. So how much conversation is happening in this relationship? Uh, Not much. Just a whole lot of O's, a whole lot of stares and a whole lot of misunderstandings. You're going to leave me here with this U-Haul that I packed up and and packed up. My whole life is here. I'm just ready to... I'm in it to win it. She's That's like, actually no. in my notes that I said when <laughs> when Villanelle is first on that. Like, we could go to Alaska. Oh, my God. It's going to be perfect. I have money. I was like, bitch, you you hauling. This uh-huh. is assassin. You hauling, girl. What are you talking about? Mm. But, yeah, it was a shit. It's a sh- fucking shit show where they're concerned. And as each subsequent line kept being said, my anxiety rose with it. The minute Eve turned around. I was like, no, no, no. She hadn't pulled out the gun yet, but I was like, she gonna. This is why she doing it. It's what's gonna happen. Uh, Yeah, so um, Eve's definitely on that I'm going home tip and Philadelphia's definitely like, well, you no, you can't go home. You're ruining the moment. Like, Yo, the way she cycles through those emotions, just because you see it when she's glitching out a little bit, where she's like, I'm using the last bit of patience and care and concern that I have like I'm trying and you keep saying these things and okay okay let me just oh okay Eve no 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 hey and then you know Eve says some rude shit and she's like uh-huh I've okay, had girl, the- like come on like right. it's fine like this is what you wanted because you know when they do the whole oh they're in each other's face I'm like this is great this is great acting 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 it's fantastic and Eve was like oh this is what you made me I'm just like you now I'm not afraid and I'm like girl this is what you wanted literally this is do we forget the whole first season when you pursued when you pursued her, and then also the beginning of the second season when you pursued again. This is really? Eve on some fake pedestal, but posturing the same way how Anna was posturing when she was confronted oh with Villanelle. God, it's Anna literally the same thing. And it was like, but she seduced me. Like, really? Like you, the older, the guardian, <laughs> the uh, the harem woman. You, you, you know, were I'm sick seduced. and tired of people blaming Villanelle for their own fuck shit. It's, it seems like to be... Like Villanelle's uh, a fucking killer and she got fucking issues. But what about the rest of y'all? That'd be putting your issues on Villanelle and then trying to blame her because you're like, hey, she's a psychopath, so obviously she's worse than me. What? I actually... How does her being a psychopath absolve you of your shitty behavior and actions? People like Anna and Eve and Constantine. It doesn't. Newsflash, it fucking doesn't. You are still accountable for how the fuck you act towards her. She's like, what do you think was supposed to happen here? Oh, we were going to be all Bunny and Clyde or whatever. And I was like, well, I mean, again, no one said that. that. That's how you feel personally. But that swap when she was trying to like console her and like try to caress the cheek, I'm like, you got a lot of aggression oh here. Oh my god! I was like, why are you doing that? Why you gotta throw her hand to the side like that? This is hurting her and it's hurting me. Why are you doing this? And this is also the rise of foolish Eve. And yeah, I have made many comments, many comments mm-hmm. about the palastri energy, how it's bad energy when it comes to being logical and just making decisions that will work out well in your favor. And this was all that because I'm like, how the hoe who got the job? Because she was able to best profile this killer bitch. How how is she in the kitchen replying, I already know, to your expensive and yes, I'll give you everything you want. How is she with that same energy, with that same, I know Villanelle, she wants me to find it. She needs me to find her. I know, it's me. She wants me. This is the same Eve, Terrence. is like what? What did she say? In this scene, can you remind me? Uh, she ultimately was like, oh, oh, what did you think was going to happen? We was going to be some Bonnie and Clyde? I just, it just, it's almost like it's the same actresses but different writers and showrunners that's that's literally all i can say it's like how do you 
I mean, this is not a ball that would have been dropped if the same team would have been handling it all the way through. But, you know. Mm. And that Bonnie and Clyde line is a reach, girl. She didn't say none of that, girl. She says she wanted to bake stuff and make spaghetti. And watch spaghetti is what? One of the most boring easy to make comfort foods right it's just something people like to eat like spaghetti it's just like okay maybe they also said it because it was italy but i'm just like yo this is like as basic as it comes this is like this is it this is what villanelle has been secretly and also secretly craving her entire life is that she wants to kill and have fun stuff and pretty things but ultimately she wants to feel normal because i have to imagine several people over her life have made her feel really shitty for not being normal something that doesn't seem to be within her control and so you're shaming her and you're degrading her for something that she's never been able to have power over and has wanted because she's like, I want to be able to blend. I want to be able to just be over here and have a life and not be lonely. Oh, right. see, I'm getting upset again because but, she and a cowboy hat at the end all lonely at the bar. But that's another story. Let me know. I mean, <laughs> let me not fast forward. You know, I don't know what that was. I don't know if the, like people are theorizing, but let this is not the theorizing episode. This is the let's just break down the episode episode and we'll snack afterwards i feel like we yeah. did we did some snacks in this I episode know, but whatever we, we deserve it sorry, the finale, yeah, like, it's guys, like you just got to if it takes you all week to listen to this episode sorry <laughs> but also like this is what needed to happen right and you guys should just be thrilled that we actually watched it a day and a half early because the first 20 minutes of this podcast would have just been like heavy breathing yeah deep and sighs, maybe some yelling some wows yeah perhaps some crashing sounds depending on what was being tossed around the studio but i was like maybe the audio is i just i felt like i wasn't felt like it, uh, maybe this will hit different in a second when i first seen it the first time i was just like should i have been sitting for this because i was standing i was on was my rough. feet <laughs> it was fucking rough i just i can understand all of the practical reasons why eve would just completely be completely ridiculous and apparently have no skills and no knowledge and no anything anymore when it comes to villanelle to make all of the wrong decisions it just still sucks to experience as like a viewer who loves the characters and you're just like oh man my characters are suffering what the hey this is villanelle ultimately strap blocking herself again like i said earlier it's like what she yeah. did with the girls she was doing her best she was doing what she thought was the best route to get what she wanted which is this person eve but the lie of the gun is just so dramatic for Eve at this time because of what happened with Carolyn. It's just impossible to reconcile that truth because if you're Eve, you're like, well, if she lied to me about this and she was manipulating me about this, how do I know that I can trust anything she says? Right, how how do I know that she feels things when she's with me? What if she's yeah. just saying that to get a desired end? How do I know that this, that, and the other? And so it completely removes the safety blanket of Villanelle from Eve. And she's like, well, bitch, I don't got nothing. Now, clearly, let me go home because clearly... I'm delusional about everything. I'm just confused. Just send me to Broadmoor and lock them, <laughs> lock me up and throw away the key because what the fuck? And so it's heartbreaking to see happen because I just like, oh, girls, I just wanted it to be you two against the world, i.e. MI6 and 12. But clearly season three is going to be you two against you two. Yeah, you two against Yet again. you two. And are you guys going to both kill each other? Because at this point, I know we're saving it for the snack or so, but I just, I don't know the road exactly to get them to be anything other than here's a, here's hate sex while I murder you simultaneously. Like that is the most optimistic I can be for these two at this time is that they will shmang it out like violently, but then also still end up dead. Like they'll both have to take each other to their end because, you know, Eve was like, here I am trying to kill you. I'm trying to do it. But I'm obsessed with the fact that did I, did I, did I? And have to assume that season three will be fucking Villanelle like, well, I had to do it. 
But did I, did I, did I, did I, did I? I mean, we see in the, the cut scene, the deleted scene, that she's already shook off some off some curly locks. Girl, do you know how right. many people got curly hair? You right. are fucked up. She is. You are fucking fucked up. And if I had to imagine, she already regretting that shit. She's like, well, maybe I shouldn't have killed her right away. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what rationalization Villanelle has, but if we look at season one as like, this is Eve. Eve on her come up of something. She's Things are waking up. Things are getting darker. She's going not so gentle into that bad night. And then season two is Villanelle waking up in an opposite sense. Oh, what? I can feel things in some sort of capacity. Oh, what? There's emotion. Oh, what? I think I'm capable of love in this other really visceral and real way. That maybe season three is uh, the two of them realizing what? That we both can't be alive and on this earth. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be because I don't expect a happy ending. That's not possible. And so it's either like we get together and say, fuck the world and end up dead. Or we get together and say, fuck each other and end up dead. It's like, well, with friends like these, I think that's probably going to be sort of the theme because it's like, well, with friends like these who needs enemies. Right. True, true. Uh, so here we are. We have them. What is this? This is this is Eve trying to say, oh, well, you want me to be off center. You want me to be afraid. You want me to be cowering. But but I'm what, like bitch? you now. Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? But I'm like, you now. after I told you that we are the same, like, but it's like she slapped you down to be calm. She's been reassuring you with touches and words for you to be calm. She does not want you to be a mess. And now she's like, no, I don't want your touches because I feel like your touches are manipulation and I don't want to be manipulated. That's I want because to feel. we know what happens to Eve's underwear with every fucking touch. Right. We, yeah, do. we do. And she's like, I can't have that. It's like the cheek cup. When Villanelle shirked her hand off, and she was like, right. bitch, get off my cheek. Release pun my cheek. You are fucking me up right now. That's Eve. She's like, don't fucking touch my arm, bitch. Because prior to that, she was like, touch my arm. I need these touches of reassurement to ground me into some sort of reality that makes sense. And now that the reality is back to not making any sense, she's like, bitch, don't touch me. Because that's confusion. You're confusing me now. I can't have that. Nope. Don't touch my arm. Don't touch my cheek. Don't fucking stand near me. Because all of this has had me fucked up since season one. Just the proximity to you has had me fucked up. And now you're trying to touch on me like we've been touching for the past hour and a half. That was a lot of touches going on between a, a hotel. of touches. Aaron's hotel and the ruins. But... So Eve has had a total crisis of self. She's completely regressed to past behavior. She's blaming Villanelle for everything, including everything. all of her choices. Like Carolyn said, bitch, this was you. This was all you. You did this. You did this. Your plans went as you wanted. You're just mad that you found out my plans also <laughs> went as I wanted. Come on, girl. And of course, here she goes throwing it at Villanelle when it's not Villanelle's shit. And it's like, this is what you want. You wanted me to be like this. She's like, nope. You wanted to be like this. This is what you want it that she does the step back and tries to slowly walk wave and you know Villanelle's she, uh, I just she tries hurt. to give a little caress she's like you want it like she tries to soften up again like you can tell she's making efforts to not shoot a hoe she's like I really feel the murder in me creeping up right now I feel like the murder tendencies to give you another to give you your version of a ring to give you your fucking scar but I'm trying to resist the urge to be like me and because part of it I feel like is this whole season is Villanelle in a sense trying to resist the urge to be like her because she really feels like if I can compromise these aspects of myself I'll get someone who wants to keep me like you know Casper can I keep you? Like, mm, she's like, yeah. can I keep you? Will you keep me? And if I bend enough, will that happen? And she's trying to bend. She's like, normally, like she said to Eve, she literally said to Eve two episodes ago, don't talk to me that Eve. I like you, but not that much. Don't fucking mm -hmm. disrespect me like that. And Eve disrespected her so intensely. And she was like, I'm trying to rock with it. I'm trying to rock with it because I did manipulate you and lie, but it's getting real hard. And for each shirk, for each, I'm in your face. I'm not afraid you did this. She's like, mm. 
Because even though Villanelle manipulated the shit out of Eve in this instance when it comes to pushing her towards the murder, um, Eve, 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 as we said earlier, you cannot be fully manipulated into murder. Like, I don't care how many people yelling at me, kill him, kill him, Candace, kill him. If I'm not if a I don't want to do it, right. I'm not going to do it. I'll be like, no, thank you. You kill him. Girl, stop screaming. The more you scream, just it's, you're giving me a headache. You're giving me a migraine. It's not happening. Let it go. I felt every second of the scene. She's like, Eve, wait, why are you being like this? And then she says, you, you love me. Oh, God. I, okay. Oh, I'm undone. I was, I it's was fucked up. It's fucked up. It's so fucked up because it's just so fucked up, but I love fucked up shit. So I'm okay with it. It's like Shakespeare fucked up because it's fucked up for Villanelle to first say her mention of love for her to say Eve first. I think that is indicative of her personality and her character a little bit is that her first statement isn't to say, I love you. She's like, you love me. Right. And so, what do you mean? And Eve is like, no. Right. And her no is so soft and stuff. I think that's her denial no. She's like, no, I can't possibly love you because why? Why are you doing this to me? Like, it can't be what I thought because look at how it is now. Look how it's transformed. Look how it's mutated. This can't be what it is. And then she follows it up with, well, I love you. And Eve is like a stronger no. And she's like, I do. I do love you. And Eve is like, no, you don't know you don't what the fuck that is. is. Right. And Eve, again, do you? Do you, Eve? Do you know what that is? But that's for the snack episode. And then she follows up with, I do, you're mine. And it's like, oh, dear. Villanelle, spoiler, that was not the phrase to use. It, it's not. <laughs> it's not. That's not it. Like, maybe you use that during sex. When yeah, you're trying to, when you're trying to be like, kill sex. commander, you're mine, kill commander. But that's not what you do when you're trying to convince a hoe that you are sincere. And at this time, I would just like to chalk this up for now to Villanelle's inexperience with, like, other aspects of charm. Right. Like, she's a great mimic, but she's not the best at being like, I'm just trying to explain this to you because I also feel like had she, and whether or not this is in line with the characters, Villanelle was being her most vulnerable that we've ever seen her just now because it was like, she was like desperate in a way, which, oh, oh, but I just. I don't like her like that. I don't like her like that. She doesn't I mean, deserve it. I don't mind desperation because I, if it's an extreme emotion, I'm probably going to enjoy seeing it on screen, oh, yeah. but I just don't like it when she's rejected with that desperation like if yes. the desperation was returned and that's something i would have enjoyed to see just from a a writer's perspective or just like a different perspective is that if villanelle tried that approach how would have eve responded where instead of saying like you know you need me or you needed to do this you want to do this flip it and be like i know you've needed this tell me about this or i need you like frame it in such a way that it's not one of your pretty little things that you put on the shelf but that it is a mutual bond that you cannot untether because you need it to be tethered and even though there's other things that you want the need is what connects you to but that didn't happen and here we and are perhaps it will never happen well, we'll, <laughs> I, don't we'll, we'll, we'll I don't know it's a long way to season three but here we are almost 40 minutes and change into the episode and that I thought you were special line still hasn't come up. We we're running out of time. There's nothing left but to give us this one line that we're getting. And it's Villanelle saying it to Eve. I thought you were special. And I just, why was she saying it to Eve? I didn't, I didn't want that. <laughs> Not at all. And then Eve with her hair down, she just says, I'm sorry to disappoint. And she turns and begins to walk away. Dude, you got Radiohead all up in my shit it's taking me back to like the beginnings of my career when i was doing all music but i'm now i'm a creep is playing in my head yeah thanks yeah, i mean i hope you're happy 
Well, I mean, it was either that or the <laughs> song that we used while we were. Oh my we god! Because um, that I'm was upset. definitely Eve shooting down Villanelle and all. Bitch, she didn't have to shoot a hole down like this. I swear, I she didn't have to shoot a hole down like this. Like she had to take a bitch all the way down. Like the bitch was manipulative, but did we have to? take a Dothraki-sized dagger and plunge it in that bitch's heart. Like, she just got a piece of feeling. You know what right, I mean? Like, a piece right. of feeling. And she was like, I'm going to take this dagger and plug it in your whole feeling that you just developed and twist it and hope for the best. And then pivot, pivot. I'm going to turn the fuck around. Girl, what? So now that I got on your one nerve, um, what are you going to do about it, Villanelle? Oh, oh, you want to see what she's going to do about it? Well, she decides to, with that little gun in her hand. Um, um wait, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, what? What is life? <laughs> what is life with Eve turning around? How do you how do you profile a psychopath? How do you see what Martin says and say, you know what? After I was just this rude to a bitch, what I should do is it's, turn around. It's around. <laughs> it's turn around. Walk the fuck home. And maybe it was that that villanelle confidence that she says she had. Because remember, she was like, I'm like you now. I'm just like you. And maybe this was running through her head. I bet she will. Okay, but that's a lot. I bet she will. I bet she will. I bet she will. I bet she will. And the thing is, it's like maybe she was living off that confidence from a few an episode ago. Where she was right. like two episodes ago, where Villanelle was like, yo, what if I shot you? And she was like, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Villanelle and the ruins was like, that was that was then, bitch. This is now. And considering the glitches, like, how do you see a bitch glitch? Like, if you're perceptive, how do you see a bitch glitch? How do you see her going through those emotions? Like, trying so hard to hold on where you see, like, the psychopath is coming out. You can't see someone glitching like that and not at least full sprint. Like, give yourself the best chance you can. Like, okay, she's going to have to hit a moving target. Like, she was like Rickon in fucking Game of Thrones. Remember when he was running Six away? <laughs> Six she didn't think that. She was like, straight, I'm just going to go straight. Like, totally, you could kill me. That's what's going to happen because what the fuck? You're right. That shit don't make no damn sense. And she mm. looks super sad. Again, kudos to Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer because her face, you could read it. She was disappointed. She was betrayed. She was undone. And I wonder if the I thought you were special doesn't actually hit super hard for Eve in this moment because hasn't that been like what she's been gaslit about recently? That despite whatever's happened with the manipulation of the murder, that she has wanted to feel special to Villanelle this entire time. It's part of the thing that gets her going. And it was part of the worry that Peel tapped into when he was like, well, you'll get bored with her. Yeah, maybe. And so if Villanelle's now saying out loud, I thought you were special. <laughs> Turns out you're so not special. special. So, okay. And I just want to say that I'm happy that this is the kind of stuff Eve has to think about while she's bleeding out on the floor because she deserves it. She's not going to die. We know she's not going to die. They can't do that. If they do that, the show is fucking over. Why would you do that? So as she's bleeding the fuck out before someone like Kenny gets her out of the paint, because I think Kenny could be a person that saves her because he's on the cleanup crew. Because I don't think that Carolyn, I think Carolyn went to go get a croissant and she's good. Uh -humm. Yeah. But maybe Kenny's feeling guilty about it and was keeping tabs and was like, that was a gunshot and saves Eve. But like, yo, like you can't. It's, you can't walk away lot. from an assassin. Yeah. I mean, you, you gave her all the feels. So she said, well, I'm going to need to share this pain. I'm, I'm feeling a lot of pain right now. So someone needs to feel what I'm feeling. So she decides to share the pain in, in a, a literal sense. Basically, both of our girls here are utterly devastated for completely different reasons. Because at the end of the day, we both know they kind of wanted to hang out with each other. And it just can't happen. It's just not working. It's like the forlorn fire 
fucking comparison we made to Root and Shaw in terms of what they were saying about their relationship. Yeah. Although I totally believe had one of them not gone down, it would have worked out because that's just what I, I still believe. Uh, then, of course, you know, bang, bang. Oh my gosh, wait. Of course, bang, bang. Well, because <laughs> I can't stop laughing and it's, I should not maybe be laughing about like Eve getting shot up like that, but the shit is fucking funny. It's fucking funny to me that she gets shot up like that because girl, what the fuck did you expect? Mm -hmm. How you stab a hoe last time you seen each other under this, you know, right. stressful circumstance and you were the one to walk out perfectly fine like just on right. principle just on principle I as villain I would be like okay so <clears throat> so I remember that that last time we had a fight like this I was the one literally on my knees trying to crawl and get out that's that's not gonna be me this time okay I don't do sequels right and then <laughs> okay? I already that's gonna be you, you for an apology and then you didn't and you did not <laughs> you did not apologize for that so I'm just she's like that's not how that works that's not how that works also I'm me I'm Villanelle Villanelle it's because honestly when you add up all that shit and then you look at what Villanelle tried to do and how far she stretched herself beyond what we saw that she was capable of or willing to do in episode one of season one, for Eve to shout out, you don't know what love is. Like, <laughs> woo! Like she had to know. She had to know. That's violence, a sore spot. Violence soon cometh. Right. It's a sore spot. Why would you do that? Why would you do that, Eve? Because you stopped giving a fuck about the psychological profile and you wanted to die. Eve had a death wish. It was like what she said to that dude. You can murder the shit out of me. Is that what you were saying to Villanelle when you pivoted like that on your feet? Because I mean, it's Villanelle. <sighs> and I mean, this was a fucked up part. But after I marinated on it for like a half hour, I was laughing at how Eve got shot because I was just like, what a, what she a foolish put herself there, right? She really put herself there. And I love that how Villanelle is basically like a fucking teenager. She does her last appeal. She's like, come on, like, come on. Like, you see it in my face. You see it in my body. I am trying. You've shirked me off for the last time. Okay, well, I thought you were special, Eve. Is like, I'm sorry to disappoint. Girl, that's not the answer. If you was going to say something, it should have been your feet. Right. <laughs> Exiting at top fucking speed. And she was like, oh, okay, bitch, you thought. Like, she turned around. And I was like, you literally turned around. The thing to do, at least back up. Like, keep your eyes trained on a hoe. I see you, Villanelle. I'm backing up. She turned around. That, to me, says you wanted to die. Why did you turn around? <laughs> And then Villanelle gave her what she was asking for because honestly, Villanelle stayed true to who the fuck she is and yeah. did not surprise me and, at all. And I appreciate her for that. She went like this. You're done now. You're done now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I actually said that out loud after she got shot. I was like, and the gum goes, pap, pap, pap. Girl, this is Villanelle. She fucking G. And there's so much I want to say that I know I just, I'm going to save it. Mostly because it's me trying to give credit to writing that I don't think deserves the credit because of well, the Well, yeah, we're going to discuss that in the snack episode. Yeah. Only because we read those articles where the producer and some other people said stuff. And we were like, oh, that's. That's interesting terminology to use. That's, uh, that's a little... Do yourself a favor and don't Google any Killing Eve articles. No, about Google, his... Google, because we want to hear what you guys think. I'm going to see oh, if I okay, can so do that, share them on trigger warning. one of the social medias. <laughs> I already tweeted the Hollywood Reporter article out. You guys can just Google Hollywood Reporter Killing Eve, and it's the most recent article with the executive producer that's there, Sally. But yeah, we'll talk about it more on the snack episode, but some of it was a little vexing. Uh, 
please don't mention. I'm over here really thinking on when they first met at Nico's house. Well, not Nico's house, but half of Nico's house before Nico and his friend came in. And she was like, I'm going to find the thing you love and I'm going to kill it. It's like, did you just find the thing <laughs> I that Vilna loved? I'm glad you brought that up because I wrote that down. Because I was like, that's super weird. That's super weird. You try to kill yourself, girl? Like, this right, is not. Like, I knew you had a self-destructive streak, but this is. This is this leveling is, up to a place that you should not ever be at. Hmm. Oh, man. Let's see. Oh, my little definitions. Uh, where is my? There's something missing. The thing I snapped is not on this device. So let me look on this device. I'm over here. I'm looking at my Tumblr stuff. Consent through fear is not consent. We covered that. Uh, consent through guilt is not consent either. Consent through pestering, begging, and pleading is not consent either. So, I mean, when you line that up with this episode, it's it's a lot to deal with. A lot. Uh, I'm going to throw this on Instagram. To, well, I was about to say tomorrow. The sun's already up. So later on today. And it's um the facial. Legitimately, <laughs> legitimately, we are here at dawn. Yeah, you it's, guys. the sun's up. That's what's happened. Um, I'm going to have facial recognition of Villanelle noticing that Constantine did the old razzle-dazzle to her. And then Eve's Razzle-dazzle. And then Eve's face coming to the same realization that uh, Carolyn orchestrated this peace all along oh you wanted him dead like the way their faces come to the realization especially since it's happening near the same time it's 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 a little interesting to see oh and here we go here's head number one i should just really not do this because it's gonna be make me angry but let's see Mm. uh some head Uh, says and I quote uh, the fact that people feel more sympathy for Villanelle being dumped than they do for Eve being shot and then shots in weird italicized is an interesting insight into how easily we are manipulated by charm we're all irrationally enamored with Villanelle just like Eve um, first of all I would like to the tingles <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You're done now. Okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way, the the basic question was like, why are people feeling sorry for Villanelle, not for Eve? Um, probably because Eve is gonna be aight. Number well, one, too. she's gonna be aight. She probably has decent health care too. And I do think Penny's in the paint and I don't, Penny. <laughs> that's a character from Claymation Times. Remember Penny? Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't that's know why. I just, this is what happens when you're still up at dawn. I liked her. That she, I've now lost my killing you thought. And I'm like, yeah, Penny with the copper hair. eyes. She and was then also, blonde. that was also, um, I think, Inspector Gadget's niece. I think that was also oh, her name. Oh, you too. right. Yeah, yeah so you got that right. You got that right. Oh, memories. But yeah. Back when I used to be watching VR Troopers before school. We are VR. See, this is why Trooper we can't record Transport. this place. <laughs> We're like, we are VR Troopers. So here's my reasoning for why I feel sorry for Villanelle. Because I can. Yeah. Uh, the name of this podcast is Well, Well, Villanelle. Right. We love both Eve and Villanelle, but Villanelle has always been 
the more fun character for me because she is very clearly a misandrist. She's uh, very yes. clearly out of fucks to give. And I was very straightforward about the fact that if there was a real woman like this living in life, it would not concern me if she was not murdering me. That may be fucked up for some people, but I think it's fucked up. What actually happens in the world on a day-to-day -day basis, okay. just regularly. So if there was someone trying to balance the fucked up scales, like trying to create a candy man, but for men, oh, there's a woman out there. She's chopping off knobs. Beware, don't rape. Like if men can't just not be toxic not to rape, if we could get a boogeyman story, about a ghost like or an egg ghost like Villanelle, I would take that. I'm good with that. Me I'm too. fine. And so number one, I'm just okay with Villanelle as a person. I'm good with it. I've accepted she's on the psychopathy spectrum and that's fucking fine with me. Two, she has a great sense of style with those boots. Three, Eve deserved to get shot. I mean, didn't we just, <laughs> didn't we just, didn't we just cover this? Like, even just off the off the fact that she prides herself on her intelligence, and in the intelligent thing to do would be to lie and gaslight like a Carolyn. Oh, we going to Alaska? Yeah, babe, we going to Alaska. Matter of fact, let's run to the store right now and pick up some skis. Let's pick up some fucking Columbia jackets. It's gonna be cold out there. We gotta pack up <laughs> and then skip out on a bitch in the bathroom. Like you do not. Talk that game, talk that fucking slick, and then spin around on a bitch who you say is a psychopath, who you say has no real capacity for love, and who is holding a gun. It's a teeny tiny gun, Eve, but it's still a gun. It's a gun. Right. It's a gun. And you pivoted on your heels like it was gooch. And it's just like, okay, what is the real truth? Either you believe a bitch will kill you or you don't. Either you believe that you can safely walk away or you don't. And like I said, that's a death wish because how, how, right? Just how you how? knew that you were hurting her feelings and you feel like that was you, I guess, flexing what you could flex. And, and you, she you, had to flex. I mean, right. she's, she's fucked up herself. She's like, I have bodies on me now. And, uh, Carolyn done fucked me up from the jump. From the jump. And to me, that's also ego. Like Eve thinks she's the shit. She thinks she's the smartest. And Carolyn was just like, girl, I, a little bit smarter at this time. At this um, time, maybe you'll level up. But at this time, it's me. I've got like two, three score in this game. <laughs> I mean, you know, I get it. You had a wild two months. You'd but... be terrible at Dixit, Eve. <laughs> terrible at Dixit. You've had a wild two months. I, I see. So I her self-esteem is a mess. And she's like, I don't want to be taken care of. I want to be strong. I'm going to be on my own. I'm going to go home. And so while we're here, since we've essentially wrapped up this god-awful ending, great episode, beautiful acting, Congratulations to everyone. Some plot holes, to be sure. But overall, a satisfactory, for the most part, episode. Again, none of none of the things that happened was unexpected. I just sort of was like, oh, well. And I mean, I guess before we close it out, because I'm sure this episode is long as shit, what are your final thoughts at this time or predictions for what you want or what you think could happen? I know for me personally... I want Eve to suffer. I've said that already. I'm a fucking bitter bitch. Obviously, that's where I am at this time. I need to get some retribution for the pain that she's caused Villanelle. Again, not without cause, but still, I'm I'm feeling that way. I'm salty like Villanelle. I wouldn't shoot a hoe, but I'm still salty. And so I would like to see Nico, a Nico cameo. I was originally against it. You know, I wanted him to be gone after the whole Gemma shit. But now that Gemma's actually dead and Nico is evidently still in the locker <laughs> with the... <laughs> With the fucking decaying body getting traumatized by the minute, I would like, and here's where I'm just setting it up. I'm going to say it out loud now in case anything close to it happens. I would like for Nico to appear 
So Eve gets saved. If Eve gets saved, she's only saved by the 12 or MI6. I would prefer for it to be MI6 at this time so she could be further ostracized from the people she thinks might be a potential friend. Because, girl, you don't got no friends. You literally don't right, got no friends. The, the only friend you have is Elena, and she's in fucking Veronica Mars' world. So she's never coming back. Probably, probably not coming back. So where are your fucking friends? The only people who would potentially come to see her in the hospital are Kenny and Carolyn and Nico. Yeah. And so she really doesn't want to see Carolyn, even though Carolyn saved her life, because Carolyn's going to be like, well, I told you so. The news was around your back, and look what you did. And two, Kenny's going to be like, uh, I did save your life, and she's going to be salty at Kenny for at least a little bit because Kenny was involved in the cleanup crew, and Nico, because he's the next of kin. And so I want for Nico to finally been pulled out of the container. <laughs> he's been pulled out of the fucking storage container. He's fucking traumatized. And I would love for some sort of exchange to be like, oh, Nico, you're here. Oh, my God. And she's trying to play into that fuck shit that she was trying to play when she left Villanelle. Let me try to salvage this sense of normalcy, quote unquote, and superiority I feel over Villanelle because I'm able to do this. Like, remember when in the cafe when she was like, you'll never understand how hard it is to be like to pretend you're normal and stuff. Oh, and Villanelle's yeah. like, like us. Like and it's us. like, why are you holding it against her? Why are you such a bitter hoe? That's why I say you're not that, that good a person, Eve, because you be holding shit against people that don't make any goddamn sense. So I would like for Nico to come into pain. Nico's been fucked up. Nico's had nightmares. Nico is like, I need to find a therapist. I still can't get this stench out of my fucking nose. And Eve comes on that shit like, oh, Nico, oh my God, I'm so glad you're here like tries to say some i love you shit and i want nico to eviscerate that bitch i oh, want her i want her to take her don't say he will because there's no guarantees <laughs> with these writers don't say that i'm just saying if nico comes out i would like to see him darker and colder than we've ever seen before i want to see a change nico the kind of change you should see if you're locked in a storage container with, with a decaying body and no goddamn air circulation like that's <laughs> that's some next shit and i want him to be like oh you love me eve you don't know what the fuck that is I want her to get back the same shit she said to Villanelle yeah. for the parallel where she's trying to say to someone who she's like, no, I love you. I love you. We've been married for 15 plus years. And he's like, no, you don't. You've been playing pretend. And I see that now. I've had four days in a storage locker with a dead body to think about it. And now I realize I did love you, but now I hate you. Now I never want to see you ever. Don't come near me. And a matter of fact, if I see you for any other time other than signing these divorce papers, I'm calling the police. I want that to be the energy. And Karen's in the back like, well, you know, I never did like Nico. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you should have lied to that motherfucker from the get-go. Now look at you. Your fucking relationship's Still gone down. think you don't want to be an agent? I mean, what was it that you were hoping to get back to again? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Villanelle or someone else from the 12 will be after her. I don't fucking know. But that's what I want from the Nico Eve side. I just want Nico to be like, I'm done with you. And there is no hope here ever because now the gem is dead and I've been sufficiently traumatized. There's, I have no desire of ever seeing you ever again. You disgust me. And if I get lucky, let him call her a monster like the ghost. Please let Nico call Eve a monster. And she has to deal with that two times where she's like, hmm, because she already thinks she's a monster, but she's trying to play pretend. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm keeping up this mirage fallacy. It's it's working. It's great. No, bitch. I want it to be ripped. <laughs> rip it apart. You have no fucking friends. You haven't paid your mortgage in two months because you forgot. You fucking forgot. Nico took care of the bills. And you were like, damn it. Damn it. Here's things I'm forgetting that cut off the fucking lights because I forgot to log the fuck in and pay the bill. I want that bitch to go down. We had to see Villanelle go down. First three episodes, Villanelle was a hot fucking mess. She Villanelle was. was a fucking, like she was in the basura. She was in the trash bin. She was like, help me please. And Eve was like, I'm messy, but not as messy. And so this next season, I need, I need us to come back to Eve on some fuck shit. She is pale. She was bleeding out for 10 minutes, but didn't die. And in that 10 minutes, she thought about all her life choices and decisions and maybe marinate on that murder. Did it really bother me? No. <laughs> marinate on what Villanelle said. Does she really love me? Well, if shooting me is her showing me 
how much she really cares, then I guess that's a lot of love, bitch. <laughs> if we go with the parallels with, with Villanelle, I don't know if they're going to do that because, again, some of those articles we read, it's like, mm, I don't know. Do you guys discuss the characters before you discuss stuff in articles? So for now, that's my theory. Until the writers deliberately change what they seem to have been setting up with a narrative, that's my theory that Eve is a hot mess and that both women will have nothing at the start of season three, but Eve will have less because she, <laughs> she won't have her health at that time. And Villanelle is apparently in a cowboy hat in a cafe. Like, first of all, why is that bitch on her Wild Wild West? We still don't know. I mean, some people <laughs> thought since the entire filming all occurred before the renewal came in, yeah. that that would have been a way to sort of just say, and the story continues sort of, but you know, um, you won't know <laughs> unless, Maybe. right? But since we know that the story is continuing, it's like, well, we have the scene. We might as well use it. I just got to ask the designer what made her choose to give her a hat and not just any hat. What looks to be a cowboy or some sort of modified bowler hat is interesting. What is going on with Villanelle? What in the world made her say, you know what? Hat today. All black today. I'm in mourning and I'm in mourning as a cowgirl. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. Was she like, because Eve was on that bullshit. I got to ride out this, this grief wave. The most theatrical way I know how, which is like I'm actually a bull rider of tainted love. I don't fucking know. That was a really weird sentence I just said. Bull rider of tainted mm-hmm. love, but I'm just going to go with it. That's dawn. I mean, but I mean, we're, we're hanging in there. Um, I love what you have as like things that you want for season three. I mean, I'm hoping that everyone signed these like ironclad things a la... Uh, the Russo brothers and the actors that did Endgame where it was like, oh, we're going to cut crazy trailers. Oh, we're going to say outrageous things and we're not going to oh, spoil anything. look at you hoping anything. for the best. Yeah, and then hopefully, yeah, I'm hoping that people who are talking about the size of their mouths now literally have to throw everyone off their trail because they're not allowed to talk about what's really going down. Oh my really God, that's so down. cute. You're like our one listener, um, well, well, shout out on the snack or so because I just can't even grab my iPad right now, who was being super optimistic about what do you think happened with the birds? You know, just people reaching for anything after the episode. And she was theorizing that maybe the birds, you know, was some sort of 12 distraction. And Villanelle knew this and her and Eve planned off camera to <laughs> fake her death. I'm not that. To fake her fucking death. And uh, oh. I had to say, because she was like, what do you think about this theory? And I was like, I have to say, unfortunately, it's <laughs> I don't think reach. it's plausible. I'll take it. I'll right. take it. It's a massive reach. It's an elastigirl reach. But... I understand what people's minds have to do when you are so fucking destroyed and traumatized. I remember in The Walking Dead when they let Andrea go down via one walker, one one little zombie. And I was like, wow, my sharpshooter Andrea, wow. My Andrea that was stuck in the woods, woods for hours, and she was able to save herself until Michonne appeared. Weirdly, my Andrea, my Andrea is taken by, she's taken down by Milton. Milton, the nerdy, the nerdy zombie, just one in the neck, no less, but. I'm sorry, guys, I'm getting off track. If you've watched Walking Dead, then you know my pain. If you've not, congratulations. Congratulations on missing out on that fucking depravity because I'm still not over it. I mean, look, at she's in the... I got an Andrea right there next to my Michonne. Oh, yeah. My ship that never took off that I was, like, for a very short period of time, I was like, will it sail? And they were like, bitch, calm the fuck down. Your sapphic ships, nine out of ten times, never sail. Get the fuck over it. And wait, okay, so last fucking question. I guess we can wrap it up with this. Like, do you think Villeneuve as a ship will sail? I mean, you, 
Scrooge, you were right. You said, Candace, you're not going to get a kiss. You're not going to get a schmang. You're not going to get shit. I was so like, at best, I said season three. And I'm still going to say season three. Really? You're that optimistic about it? I mean, at this point, it looks like optimism because of what they gave us as a finale. But I was just of the mindset of, yeah, we're in here. Our feet are dug in the sand. We have sponsors, eyes on us, uh, international acclaim. Give the people what they want season three. Like, but what if the people is the heads? Then we won't get what we want. I don't want to think like that. But it, I mean, that is definitely a way that it could go down. I'm now looking at a board and they're going, well, I mean, we got we got a cult following, but is it the right cult following? Like, I don't want to think the board's doing things like that. Like, we, we got a fan base. Do we have the right fan base? No. Yeah, that's weird. And like, like I was saying to you before, if they if they make Eve, because the way they're writing her, if she doesn't have some sort of actual bit of self-awareness why, why, or why self-actualization would like why eve? would we like eve right so because she's gotten less empathetic and she's been completely and entirely selfish and self-concerned this entire time and the only saving grace of her shitty behavior are her you know equivocal relationships with the other characters we like and of course her obsession with villanelle and all of the wonderful tension and complication and things that come with that but now if you're saying to me like and again we'll discuss more on this next so because some of the articles are giving us pause in terms of oh how could this possibly end um, if you if you turn Eve into a straight motherfucking like asshole, that's what she's gonna be. And I just want to tell people out there that Villanelle will never be an asshole to me, even though she shot Eve. Because again, Eve was like two minutes into her little soliloquy shit, and I was like, "Damn, girl, you gonna get shot right the fuck now, and you're gonna deserve it because this is Villanelle. Villanelle, did you Constantine? Now his his morning makes sense, even though. Side note, side note, why do people keep saying what happened, to Anna? We don't got CSI in Europe. Because gunpowder residue right. would be the one thing that a simple cop would check for. It's a simple swab to be like, there's gunpowder residue in her hand. She shot herself. Also, the gun is still in her hand. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, beware Anna. But maybe I'm just fucked up on that. Maybe I'm just confused. Maybe CSI doesn't exist in Europe. Maybe there's all kinds of things that can make sense of this. But also, I don't think that's true. I just think that pothole? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't know why Constantine keeps doing that. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, he kept saying that. And I was just like, do they not know Anna killed herself? Like, how do they know that Peel was motherfucking killed? Peel, Peel Sr. was killed by a motherfucking prick between the toes. But you guys think Anna was murdered by Villanelle. That doesn't make any sense! Julia works at the morgue. Julia's smart. Surely she knows. I love that in the top of this uh, season, we have, uh, you know, Eve trying to escape out of the cleaner's way after she stabbed Villanelle and she escaped and Carolyn calls and says, I know where you are. <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and this is totally different from like last last season because even though we were concerned with Villanelle's health, we she got up. She walked. And so there were options. Like Eve is legitimately She's down there. <laughs> She's in a pile. It looks like she was fucking shot in the same place that she stabbed Villanelle, which poetry. But Matching. also Oh, you know what? We should see Eve on her Constantin because we were we're still perplexed at how Constantin got shot and was just like living right. la vida loca in Carolyn's house in a couple of days. But hopefully Eve got a struggle. Maybe she gets a little one of those bags you get when your shit's not working right. Oh, you got yeah. a temporary bag. And, just, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, this is not hot. And I guess, too, we'll address, because it's so late, the conversation piece of queer baiting and whether or not this show meets the definition of that just spoiler we do not yeah i think disagree. it means that yeah. there are things people can be upset or disappointed about or just like oh but queer baiting is not that thing we will go into further detail 
on Wednesday. But yeah, we just want to let you guys know we're going to talk about that too. But how are you guys doing? Are you guys okay? Do you need a, a group hug? They do. I mean, they need remember, we have all the things you can reach out to us. Uh, it's well Villanelle on Twitter because they don't like us with the long name. It's well well Villanelle on Insta. Uh, we have the Tumblr, and that is... Uh, is that is hey you guys is that the Tumblr? Oh, <laughs> hey you guys is the email. Oh. Hey you guys at wellwellvillanelle.com and wellwellvillanelle.tumblr.com mm. for all of our gif shit and random sayings that happens at random times of the day. If you guys find yourself randomly thinking. Where's Villanelle's home now? Where is she with that fucking cowboy hat? Is she wearing a cowboy hat because she is lost because she has no fucking home? She got no Paris flat? And Eve is no longer her home at this time. Where is where is our our our, our little Villanelle gonna stay, you guys? I'm concerned. A hostel? An Airbnb? Someone send help for Villanelle. She needs it. Who's gonna be her new handler? You see, I'm this oh, concerned yeah, about a psychopath. But honestly, I'm like, Eve could bleed the fuck out for a little while. She needs to think about it. Think about your life, your choices, have that mortal danger seep the fuck in. Because that's another thing. How will Eve respond to actually being in danger? Because she's felt scared. Oh, I'm scared. Oh, what could happen? Oh, am I in danger? But she's never actually been in danger of actually dying until this time. So hopefully she gets her shit together. Hopefully she's like, oh, I could have handled this differently. <laughs> you know, yeah. like hopefully she blames herself while she's bleeding out and it's getting real cold. She's like, it's getting real cold, self. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I probably should have handled that last bit of it differently. Just a little bit, knowing what I know now. Martin Martin said putting two psychopaths in the room is just, and hoping for the best is all that could really happen. And considering I, too, am on the psychopathy spectrum, I probably should have thought a little more intently about how I was handling this conversation with motherfucking Villanelle. Uh, since I've never done any paperwork, maybe I have been playing spy this whole time. <laughs> and if Hugo's alive, he's salty as fuck. I kind of mm. would like to see Hugo in the next if season. This is the hospital room. <laughs> like. Just to be like, you fucking cold bitch. You're just like your girlfriend. You left me there to die alone. <laughs> alone, which is the worst way to fucking die. But yeah, so... In the coming snack episode, we will address anything we forgot because I totally lost my train of thought several times during this recording. I blame the show, the booze, oh, yeah. the ice cream, and the coffee, all of it together. We'll cover some loose ends that we didn't get into this episode, but we caught, we covered a few loose ends, but just things we think that are potential plot holes or things that were introduced into the plot that just weren't answered by the end of the season where it's like, oh, I kind of wanted to know how that was going to be resolved. Uh, and you know, everything's going to be like super segmented. So you'll be able to follow along. Um, we'll cover some of these articles. You keep hearing us talk about them, like with this eerie uh, foreboding thing. And it's me hoping that, oh, maybe they signed a contract that they're just talking 180 about the show and not about what they're actually going to do because otherwise it makes no freaking sense, like at all. I mean, I don't know what they're trying to do to this show, but... I hope Villanelle cuts Constantine's ankles, like, right right as Achilles. And it's like, that's a fucked up thing for me to say, but also, even though Constantine was, like, I guess, on a scale, the least bitchy to Villanelle because he tried to help her on the paint, I'm still so angry at that line he said about, like, well, that's family shit. Like, bitch! You yeah, know that, that she thinks she's mess. an orphan. She obviously thinks she's an orphan. You said that fucking rude shit to her. Like, I really hope she fillets your wife. I don't right. want her to kill Adina. Them all. She Skin could just them. take Adina. She'd be like, Adina, let me train you. Like, you're mine now. Um, but I want her to, like, cut his ankle so he can't run nowhere. Just <laughs> like, Constantine, you're done. You're Achilles. It's over. But yeah, we will cover all that in our season three predictions. 
I mean, where can we go from here? If you guys have any ideas about where you think we can go, please send them in because we would love to talk about it. If you have anything to add about what was the point of this case this season? What was the point of the 12? Right. Why, why are we here? Why yeah. the 12? Why we learn nothing new about the 12, unfortunately, two seasons later. And it's like, hmm, interesting. What did you call uh, the 12 when I was like, are they just like a plot, a plot device? Oh, yes. The MacGuffin. Right. Are they just a plot device to move the show forward, but not really? Who fucking knows? Why was Peel's intimidation so anticlimactic? Why didn't Eve ever ask what Villanelle had said to her by Carolyn in the jail? Like, are we ever going right, to get like, some fucking closure? What about Amber? Where's she at? Amber don't visit Rome? Or right. Amber, Amber doesn't get to come to Rome? Or when he said there was no one else, is Amber gone? Like, we don't know. I don't know. I does don't she know. inherit everything? Does Miss Peely, Mrs. Peely, does yes, she get Mrs. it all? Leary, are you or Leary? It? I keep saying Peely. I don't know why. Oh, I do know why his last mm. name is Peel. That makes sense. Does she get assassinated by Mrs. Leary? <laughs> I mean, yeah, does Leary take everything? What does Leary do with the extra dead girl bodies or the girls being kept in the mansion? Does she, do they just get let go? Who pays for that quiet money? So many fucking questions, you guys. If you find yourself just feeling down, I'm listening to this podcast. Just try to remember where we were towards the beginning of spring when everything was looking bright. You know, Dua Lipa and St. Vincent just had their thing. Captain Marvel had just come out. Oh, and yeah. everything was just like looking great. It's looking bright, looking hopeful. I'm not going to lie to you. It does not look hopeful right now yeah, <laughs> for Villanelle and Eve, but it looks interesting as fuck. So at the very least, it will still be entertaining. We may not like Eve at all by the time they finish this show, not unfortunately for Sandra O. Oh, but at least we'll always have our Villanelle being on her fuck shit in the way that we so love and appreciate. And at least she had an immense amount of growth this season in terms of like, well, here's things you could do and not do. Like still failing a little bit, but failing better than you were last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yay for growth. Okay, if nothing else, if there are no further announcements. Not, not right now. It's late. I'm All right, tired. so until Wednesday, guys, Spend. here's hoping you get killed by a woman. And never forget, Nico was still in that damn storage locker, you guys. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs>